What's up, guys? It's your boy German, aka Laleman. It's your boy Will, the one and only Rain Man Grundy. And welcome to the All in One Pod, where we talk about everything and anything all in one. Oh my God, we're live. <sighs> Finally. <coughs> After a prolonged nap. Because, dude, if I wouldn't have taken that nap, I probably would have been up for like 24 hours. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like having a heart attack, the idea of having a heart attack. Well, you're fat, so you're going to have one anyway. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> What's the most exhausted you've ever felt? Most like, exhausted. Exhausted. Like, dude, there have been times where, like, I feel like I'm fucking hallucinating on the way home. From the lack of sleep. I've, that's happened to me before. Um, like, the only time I can really remember that happening was, this was five or six years ago. Yeah. Um. When I was on night shift in the military, Ooh. and it was twelve hour shift, dude. We were working twelve hours. Yeah. yeah, so we were doing twelve hours, and me and my buddy. After we got off, we went and we did. It was like close to a two hour workout. Oh fuck! Or that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we did that, and then afterwards, I had an appointment in the nearby town. Uh huh. Um, well, city, I should say. Yeah. And the city was like 25, 30 minutes away uh-huh. there and back. So I go, I don't think it was as bad on the way there, but after I got done doing my appointment thing or whatever, because that took like 45 minutes or an hour on the way home, bro. Yeah. That's when I was like, I thought I was seeing shit running across the road. And mind you, this is in the like broad daylight. Dude, too. And then the thing, the weird thing is, is like your eyes get like drowsy. Mm-hmm. So it's like you they kind of drop and they pick back up like what what seems like a second is like a fucking eternity. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean the other thing is is just I'd catch myself drifting off the lane. Yeah. To like that shit that shit's real. I uh, I've gotten, I've been so exhausted I felt like a weird like just sensation in my body. Like just something didn't it, like I just felt off, you know? Yeah, just something doesn't feel right. Like I I know, like, I'll bullshit and not sleep well, but, like, sleep sleep is such an important thing. Sadly, yes. Like, uh, sometimes, like, even to the point where I'll probably avoid working out just because I haven't had any sleep or because I know I'm not going to sleep yeah. well. You know, because if you don't get that rest after a good workout, mm-hmm. um, you know, your body doesn't recuperate correctly. Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, like, maybe aside from the weekends, I don't sleep eight hours every day. I probably sleep, like, six yeah, I get five or six. Yeah, five usually. or six. Like, there, there's just no way I'd get anything done if I tried to make sure I got eight hours every night. Yeah, There's no. just no fucking way. I mean, there will be times where I just crash. Like, you saw it right now. Like, I just took, like, a five-hour nap, and I woke up, and I'm, I mean, right now I feel good, but I still feel, it's not just, I'm not mentally tired, but my body is physically yeah. exhausted from just working all week. Well, at least you'll be able to drive home. I mean, yeah, that's true. Don't fucking <laughs> Hopefully. Die. You know what's another like thing that kind of throws you off is like when you have an energy drink mm-hmm. and you're up, it's like uh, your body gets like jittery and shit, but your mind is still exhausted. Mm-hmm. So even though your you know your body's wide awake, your mind is still like uh, not a hundred percent there, and you can tell. Have you noticed just as the older you get, it, at least for me, it seems more like um. I don't go to sleep because I'm tired. I just sleep because I know I have to. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I'll get home and like, you know, I get off around four ish. 
Yeah. So I'll get home and I'll try. There are days where I'm exhausted. But you see, this is my problem. If I keep my sleep schedule close to 4, 4.30, usually that means that on the way home from work, I'm already sleepy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I'm already drowsing off. So I'd rather stay up those extra hour or two hours so I can guarantee my safety home. Um, And then, like, I'll get home. I'll, like, throw on a movie. I'll just chill. Mm-hmm. Basically decompress, you know, until usually 6.30. 6, 6.30, I'm like, all right, it's time to go to bed. Like, no matter what, I'm just going to go lay down. Um, so basically that fucks me and makes me have to go to sleep or else I won't get the rest I need. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's a lot of times I get off after work cause you know, I do night shift too and I'll just rack the fuck out for a couple hours or so. Dude, I'll try and like nap, but it just makes you more tired. Especially if you start that REM cycle, mm-hmm. you just get more exhausted. Like you don't get the rest you need. Nah, bro. Sometimes I rack out on the same fucking spot on the couch there. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I'll wake up and I'll be good. I I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, but I've always been that way. Like I remember being in middle school and high school and just pulling all nighters and uh, fucking staying up all night. Yep. You know that's how I binge watched all of One Piece the first time. I knocked that shit out in like a month and a half. I was watching probably like ten episodes a day. <laughs> God, ten or fifteen episodes. You know they're only twenty twenty minutes long. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, I knocked them out in about that span <laughs> of you know. 10 to 15 but like literally all day every day i would just get home from school sit down on my tablet in my room and just fucking watch one piece endlessly till around four or five in the morning then i'd fucking go to sleep for about two hours wake up go to school take a take a nap <laughs> in social studies <laughs> yeah man when when i was younger i mean i would do a lot of that shit too and just even when i was younger um even before being a teenager and shit, I was never a napper. Yeah. I was never, I never started taking naps. Well, willfully taking naps until the last couple of years, actually. Dude, um, I kind of have to force myself to sleep in those years, you know? Yeah. I, I could never just be like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to, like, it'd be the times that I remember when I've slept the hardest Um, was when I was working construction with dad. Mm-hmm. We were working six days a week. Fucking uh, working from 6 a.m. to 7 or 8 p.m. I literally just get home, eat, shower, and fall back asleep and then wake up and do it fucking again. Because that one Sunday that we take off, it wasn't enough for my body to recuperate. Really? So there, it, it was a time where I was always fucking sore. Yeah, I, dude, I mean, I, I can just tell now my energy levels and just my body in general is not the same. As it was when I was 17, 18 years I, old. I, dude, and today, my fucking, and I, I know it's because, like, I mean, I was telling you a while ago, like, I, like, I kind of, it's kind of pushing me away from wanting to lift heavy. Um, yeah. But, like, my knees and my ankles are starting to fuck with me, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, oh, well, those are my joints, and those are some of my most important joints. I know my ankles are probably fucked up from soccer injuries, and I've probably fucked my knees to hell, you know, all throughout high school and my youth. Uh, like I, I'm pretty sure one of my, you hear that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that knee has no fucking or that ankle has no fucking uh cartilage. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just bone <laughs> to bone right there. Probably, ouch. And that's from that I had like uh, I rolled it playing mm-hmm. soccer, and then it was swollen for about two months, and I kept playing on it. Yeah, I mean I've I've got my ailments, man, but for the most part, I think I'm good for the most part. Yeah. Just, I'm still able to lift, lift decently heavy and 
I can manage it. Move around well. But um, I'm saying like now it's like, dude, my body's just getting more and more tired. So you might um it might help you out too just as um drink or consume some more fish oil. Uh, more omega threes. Fucking nasty. It's not nasty. You don't even taste it, dude. It smells like shit though. It smells like fish. Yeah, like shit. You even just though drink, I love fish. You just drink it like a multi fuck you. You just drink <laughs> it like a multi uh multivitamin and uh, I've thought about starting to take supplements just to be sure. Well, at least the omega three because it's good for your um joints, anti-inflammatory, and so is coffee. Yeah, too, and just as good for say. your brain, dude. Um, I was like, I, I'm even to the point where I asked Daniel, like, hey, like, what are your workouts? Like, what are you? What's your what's your eating schedule? And he's like, bro, he's like, I'm fucking fourteen. Our metabolism's completely different. I'm like, I know that. I'm like, but <laughs> I can still try and manage the workouts. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, I run about three miles a day, and I'm like, uh, maybe not. To a bitch, t- what happened to the workout plan I gave you? Uh, but see, that's all lifting based. That's all probably maintaining weight. It's not heavy lifting though. But I'll probably maintain more than lose. Well, I can be maintaining if you're not going to the gym, anyways. Well, I haven't really <laughs> gained any in the last. Uh, it's weird, dude, because it's like. I know for a fact it's my metabolism. Yeah. Because I don't even eat crazy, you know? Like, there are people that eat a lot, and you're like, okay, I, I would understand why they're big. Yeah. But I don't eat great. Like, yesterday, right? Um, Before we got to work, around 9 a.m., I had a coffee. I had uh, two chicken biscuits mm-hmm. and a hash brown, right? Ooh. And then that held me over until uh, um, around 6. And then around 6, I had... Uh, maybe two pieces of fajita. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a weenie, like just like the hot dog, mm-hmm. just uh meat, and some sp- uh, like uh maybe like a spoon of spaghetti, and that was it. Um, so that's literally all I ate yesterday, and it's not like oh you know he's fucking yeah. stuffing it, but it made me feel so bloated, you know, like just that that small amount of food that I ate, like for for the day it's a small amount of food, you know, it's not like. Yeah. I'm back to back stuffing my face. Well, a lot of bloats just gas, though. You know that. What do I need to take to get rid of this fucking gas as well? Um, trying to think how to explain this. Well, for one, is you could just eat less gassy, gaseous foods. Like what? For one, um, I mean, I know beans definitely. I don't eat beans like that, fucker. You fucking gas. I, I can't remember like what some of the other gaseous foods are. A majority of my diet is like egg, milk, um, water. Yeah. Uh, probably sandwich meat, wheat bread, um, chicken, and rice. Like that's that like throughout the week. That's usually what we're eating. But I mean, if you eat more, um, if you consume more greens or just vegetables in general, it's supposed to help balance out your gut. I guess is yeah. really what all what all that stuff for is. Um, I don't think people realize how important your gut health is because most of your broccoli. immune systems in your gut. Did you know that? The what now? Your most of your immune system is in your gut. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I mean that too. And you also have to realize that you need you need a certain amount of healthy bacteria uh-huh. that live in your guts too, because it's not not all bacteria is bad. Yeah. You know, and you get a lot of that through probiotics. Um, and it's also, it probably wouldn't hurt you to also eat a lot of yogurt, too. 
I eat a lot of yogurt actually. Yeah. Like yeah. daily, like for lunch, I probably take about I take a yogurt with some granola, mm-hmm. a little bit of honey on top, maybe some strawberries cut in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I you know what I eat, and then like say if we're gonna snack on something, or if I'm gonna snack on something, I'll get like mm-hmm. the peanut butter crackers. Yeah. And that's usually that's those are usually my snacks. Um, I will say like I'll have chips, but it's like very rare, you know. And I'll probably maybe have them once a week or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, even Jennifer, she buys all the healthy fucking chips. She buys like some fucking cinnamon toasted <laughs> oven baked chips. I mean, they're good, they're decent. Yeah. But you know, it's not like Doritos and Hot Cheetos and shit. You know, like that. um, don't sleep on Sun Chips. Do you like Sun Chips? Sun Chips are pretty okay. Sun Chips are really the, good. The, dude. They're the cheddar those. ones, right? Huh? Cheddar ones. Those are my favorites. Yeah. yeah. They're good. I could eat those all fucking day over Doritos. Uh, uh mm, you know what though? My favorite Doritos though is What? Have you ever had the Tapatio flavored ones? Uh-uh. No. Bro, them shits are so fucking good. Which one are the purple bag? I think that's sweet and spicy. Uh no, okay, not the purple bag. Then the dark blue. Ranch. The spicy ranch, right? Yeah. Okay, I like those. I like those too. But I like the spot, the spicy nacho. This is just me being a fat ass right now. Oh, I know which one you're talking. About. Yeah, those are good too. But listen, spicy nachos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, put some beans on there, some shredded chicken, uh, a little like some some cheese, and then some barbecue sauce. Hey yo, dog. Oh, Dude. some ha- jalapenos on there. Bussin, bro. Dude, every now and then I make I make some nachos like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have like this. I use a. So I'll use a baking like a big ass baking pan. Uh huh. Um, and I th- I'm gonna try to name off all the shit I use. Is I'll, I'll either get those or just the regular Doritos for my chips. Yeah. Um, I'll cook up. I'll cook up some ground beef, season it real quick with some shit. Usually some taco seasoning. Yes, sir. Um, so I'll put that shit on there too. Usually for if I want beans, I'll use the the canned refried. Yeah, well, not, no, not even those, just the canned chili beans. The thing with that, though, is that they're, they're so high in sodium, dude. That, that's what I've realized. Like, yeah. What makes a lot of, like, uh, processed canned food and um, uh, fast food bad for you is the sodium. Yeah. A majority of it. Yeah, that and the trans fat, apparently. But um, that's, like I said, that's if I decide to use beans. For yeah. It. Sometimes I forget to buy the fucking beans. I'll, I'll make home-cooked home, home beans, which is literally... Just you boil, you throw some beans in a pot with uh, a half an onion, two garlic cloves, um, and then you you salt them as you please. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, some of the other stuff I use is obviously I'll buy jalapenos, um, jalapenos, um, usually just shredded cheese. Yeah, and oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get some ranch and some sour cream. Yeah. To to spread on top of it, and I try to make it in kind of layers uh-huh. almost, and then I'll bake that bitch in. Oh shit! I've never thought about baking it though. Yeah, I, I bake it, bro. Huh. I mean, obviously the ground beef's already cooked, but I just bake it again, yeah. dude. Um, fucking have everything just, you know, everything just kind of cheese just melts and flows down in all of it, <laughs> and then like it's it's game time, bro. See, and you're that that's you eating like a real fat ass. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and I don't eat that way a lot. Like, well, dude, I I don't remember the last time I made nachos like um, that, though. See, because, like, you just named off, like, yogurt and, like, um, cheese, right? So, like, Jennifer's the kind of person, she'll go get the reduced fat cheese and, like, the, like, 
we we're not drinking like the two percent or the whole milk everything's like fucking um the fair life shit um fair life's good as fuck though it is yeah but it's like the the two per, not the the blue can it's like also like low fat yeah the blues reduced fat um, yeah it's like everything jennifer buys is the healthy version of everything well at least she's not vegan even she's even fucked up my fucking maple syrup dude she bought sugarless maple syrup i'm like <laughs> if we're buying something sweet it should just be sweet like that's why we're getting it not to yeah. be healthy you know you don't eat maple syrup because you're healthy <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> you don't eat maple syrup because you're healthy you eat it because you want to be a fat ass with your pancakes yeah you know what i mean yeah, i feel that i just i'm just like oh yeah i don't eat fucking maple syrup just for the benefits <clears throat> there are no benefits <laughs> it just tastes fucking good <laughs> dude I, I fucking swallowed my spit so hard just now oh fuck uh i'm leaving that in i'm not editing anything out anymore this is gonna be raw uncut mm. unless you say something crazy Unless you say something crazy, too. I never say something crazy. Yeah, right. I love and support our Lord and Savior. But look. <laughs> but yeah, that's something Jennifer will do. Is like, she'll get things that are bad for you and try and make them healthy. And I'm like, like she'll buy cauliflower. Uh, wait, cauliflower breaded pizza? Fuck cauliflower, dude. Uh, I heard it's better than broccoli. I've never tried it, but it dude, just smells nasty. has so much estrogen in it, though. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know Fuck, that. Stay away from cauliflower. So you're telling me broccoli with... is king? I huh? love broccoli. I like broccoli too. What do you think? What culture do you think has the healthiest food? Mm, debatable. Because why? I'm gonna say it's either between the Mediterranean diet, yeah, or the most common diets of people in Southeast Asia or Okinawa. What like sticky rice and shit? <laughs> I, I mean, mean sticky, sticky rice is a part of it but it's just the main uh, the main the main source of their carbs is obviously it's going to be rice yeah. and then there's not really a whole lot of dairy and then the rest is just vegetables and meats really mm -hmm. so they don't drink milk and shit like that Mm, well, they probably do more now, but traditionally there's not as much milk and like cheese and uh. and shit. And I mean, the world's changing now, and some of those places are being more westernized. But I'm just saying, from a, the traditional sense, that's what those people have always eaten. And then a very exclusive seafood diet too. Yeah, is also a seafood diet. A seafood <laughs> that I eat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's supposed to be good to you, but. What I don't understand, though, is supposedly if you eat too much seafood, though, too, it exposes you to more mercury. Yeah, and that's bad for you. And you're, yeah. But wait, is that seafood or, like, um, rivers? Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, trout and different shit like Just that. Just seafood in general. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, that would still be classified as a kind of seafood. Um, really, really? Even though it's, like, from a river? Yeah. Uh, But a uh, uh, fucking, unless you want to call it river food, to be politically correct here. But, politically correct uh -huh. but um oh, I was about to say. oh yeah i i've heard though that catfish and tilapia are the most unhealthy fishes i've heard the same know. i've heard the same thing but i'm not gonna lie to you i fucking love tilapia i've yeah. tried to had other fish i mean i've had other fish but i mean like store-bought um 
and cod fucking is disgusting, dude. See, I love cod. It has no flavor. And I seasoned it. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah. like, for one, it falls apart. But I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than than salmon. I love salmon. I'll fucking, me and Jennifer, we'll, we'll buy packs of salmon and shrimp and chicken, really. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you know, we say that, oh, you shouldn't because of all the mercury in it and shit. But there's some motherfuckers in um, Okinawa, Japan, yeah. that have been living off that fucking diet. And those people live to be almost a fucking hundred or some it's shit. It's because they're mutated, Will. Oh, mutated? That nuclear bomb, dude. Gave them superpowers. And I say extreme shit on the podcast. <laughs> Fucking That's prime example bad. right there. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Dude, uh, what have you, have you been keeping up with this whole TikTok thing? About banning TikTok? Yeah. I saw a little bit of it when the CEO came out and talked about it. And yeah. he said that, um... If memory serves, he said there's a lot of categories that Chinese kids that have TikTok are not allowed to like look at. Yeah, it, unless it's unless it's more STEM related, you know, uh-huh. um, science, technology, engineering, math, all that shit. So he's admitting to it. Yeah, but he said, um, because oh man, this goes into. A, whole different conversation but basically um he said that there's some there's some settings that parents can put on their kids tiktok uh-huh. to filter out what they see on it because if you look at um if you look at american tiktok and what a lot of um the chinese see on tiktok it's vastly different yeah because Again, as I said, most Chinese TikTok is more just STEM related in some sense. Uh-huh. Or um, they actually have like this. They have some pretty cool ones though. Yeah, the Chinese do. I'm not even. I'm not gonna lie. And then some of it's just um, like I'm trying to think how to. It's they'll recreate like this kind of kung fu setting. <laughs> yeah, almost. But at the end of it there's some kind of like little moral lesson to learn uh-huh. and it can just be something. It can be something just as, as small as like, um, respect your elders. Yeah. Basically something like that. And you look at, you see that that's what the Chinese are worried about yeah, is STEM and, or shit like that. STEM and that kind of shit. And then you'll look at our TikToks and it's just bitches twerking. Yeah. Or just fucking, Dude. I'm gonna be honest with or you. Or just fucking TikTok dances and shit. It's it's a little ridiculous. Honestly. It, like in like social media is so overly saturated with uh women. Like oh, they dominate it for my, sure. My, my thing. Oh, I'm, that sounds so fucking cringe to be like women, but I mean like uh, basically trying to entice you into buying content or basically everything's overly sexualized on on any social media platform Absolutely. you go on to, and it's to the point where it's annoying now. It's like uh, I'm so fucking tired of seeing bitches on my shit. Yeah. You know, um, I'm like, I don't want to buy your OnlyFans. I don't want to look at your, no, I don't, I wouldn't pick you over a PS5, you know. But it's, it's wild though with a lot of those females on there. Cause you know, a lot of them are really attractive too. I mean, yeah, they're pretty. Like I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm just saying it's, well, when you see too much of something, it it becomes like overwhelmingly annoying. But what I'm getting at though, is all of them on there, they, as far as content wise on it, they're, 
their beauty is really the only value they have. Yeah. The market on that um on that fucking platform. And you know, I was listening to something really interesting. Um I think we kind of talked about it before. Um are you familiar with the concept of pacification? No. So it it, it goes back this kind of goes back to even ancient times, yeah. right? So usually We'll use the Roman Empire uh-huh. in this instance. When they take took over a society, so when they take took over the Greeks, for instance. They would just in, in, introduce them into their society. They would basically be like, we're over you, but you can keep doing what you do, right? In a way, but first what they would usually do is they killed all the men first. I did not know that. Yeah, they killed all the men or anyone anyone of fighting age. Yeah. So if you were old enough to pick up a sword. You were 10. <laughs> you're fucking getting the fucking head yeah, cut off. At the time, anyone, because like, you know, really, I mean, you know, revolutions are just a, are just groups of fucking dudes that are just pissed off and have had enough. Yeah. That decide to do something about it. Yes, I do. And I mean, that's what, that's what big entities fear uh-huh. is, or they don't want is just revolutions to happen. Cause you know, even the American revolution was just calling us pissed off over fucking tea tax. Tea. Yeah. How is this tea so fucking high? And they were like, fuck around, find out, King George. I'm going to pour all this tea out. I'm tired of you. <laughs> yeah, but um, but like I said, back in the day. <laughs> what the fuck? What is that? That's Alexa. That's kind of creepy. It kind of feels like we're in like a death like scenario in the movie right before the robots start taking over what if the ai got released into the fucking internet and it's fucking listening to everything we're doing right now probably not just this have you heard of that have you heard what's that ai that's out right now i don't skynet <laughs> no there's one where like you can ask it real questions and it'll come up with like uh uh i think dude recently south park made an episode where they let ai write some of the thing some of the script oh, for the episode. Hey, hey hold on bitch we're going way off topic i know, I know. i'm just making it because you know alexa just tried to murder us and you just said her name i'm surprised she didn't fucking go off again she doesn't know who german is you all you gotta do is say your name oh all right but go ahead dumbass wherever we were but um like i was saying though the main idea was kill all the fucking fighting age males yeah in today's society if you wanted to do that um, you know, we're we're supposedly more civilized slash sophisticated now. Yeah. You can't really do that. So two of the biggest things that they've used to pacify um men and women alike yeah. is porn and social media. How does porn pacify you? So if anything, it makes you want to be that rock hard dude that's delivering pizza to this hot MILF. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest. That makes me want to be more masculine. Like, yeah, I want to be the fucking pool boy. Makes me want to be a pizza man. Pool, you know, and I got extra sausage on the pizza. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, it's okay. You you know, back a a while back ago, we had this a whole conversation about why porn is bad for you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, all porn I... is doing to me is teaching me more positions. Okay, for you. The only thing porn taught me wrong is how to finger bang somebody because it's not that aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that, yeah. And cut your fingernails too. Yeah, yeah, cut your fingernails. (laughs) No, but I mean, it... it, it, um... See, Will, you do love women. You're cutting your fingernails for the... Yeah, dude, I cut my fingernails. 
warmed up, dude. Like, dude, like my fucking my fucking tongue game is strong. Okay, well we said fingers, not tongue. No, no, we're we're already in this realm. So all right, fuck it. You we're in this realm. Uh, you know my pull out game's decent too. <laughs> pull out game isn't impressive. That's just you guaranteeing no pregnancy. Well, I don't have any fucking kids, unlike you. Yeah, I tried to have a kid. No, the fuck you didn't. Yeah, the fuck I did. No, you fucking. Abel didn't. is not a mistake. Yeah, sure. Good thing Jennifer's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's a mistake in the gut, in the eyes of God, right, Will? You're right, bro. All right, then shut the fuck up, bitch. Boom, beat you with your own logic. All right, hurry up. What are you not saying? Not really. I, I just, I just, I just want to make the retard feel like he's being hurt. You, you folded to God right now. You bent the knee to God. Amen, brother. All right. But anyways, that's what I was saying though. It's let's look at social media first. All right. So you know how you're just talking about how it seems like with a lot of women that or social media is just overly saturate, saturated with a lot of these overly sexualized women. Yeah, or in, influencers. Uh, yeah, you could say. Well, that's what they call it is influencers. I wonder. But before you go on on that note, I wonder if girls get the same amount of female, um, what would you call it? Like, you know, us as guys, we get a flood of fucking women trying to sell us their content. Yeah. I wonder if girls get, like, dudes that are, like, really, really attractive or good-looking trying to sell their content. That's a good question. Huh. I, I I wouldn't say it's just entirely unheard of, but the biggest thing, though, is what do you think social media gives to a lot of those women, though, that are that thrive on those platforms? I guess empowerment and money. Empowerment in themselves, at least. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that too, but the two biggest things it gives them is, I mean, just attention and validation. Well, I guess these bobs and vagina guys are um, empowering them. What kind of guys? You know, when like Indian guys comment, like, you are so beautiful, be my wife, show me (laughs) vagina, show me your bobs. Oh my gosh, dude, Indians, (laughs) or just simps in general. Yeah. Fucking simps. Because, you know, we were talking about, dude, like, fucking simps are, like, the biggest problem. Yeah. When it comes to this shit. But on social media, I mean, it's got... Bitches are addicted to social media for, like I said, just that attention and those validation from guys like that. Yeah. On there, too. And then it's like, okay, when you get dudes... When you get dudes addicted to porn, dude, like, it's it's very pacifying. Dude, I mean... Because, and listen, you asked me, hold on, you asked me, right, and this is a prime example, you asked me how does porn pacify men, right? Uh So, we also had this conversation, you were telling me that Japan is having this problem with porn and virtual VR, AIs, all this shit to where where dudes aren't going out to try to meet women anymore, or start to try to have families or anything like that, like they're content with either having that porn or just like that VR woman in their lives, uh-huh. you know? And I mean, just like if you take that, you have men that are addicted to that and just satisfied with that. And then they just go about that fucking work that work again. That's about it. Like I would say that's pacified right there. What, as far as like your life revolving around, Work, porn, work, porn, work, porn. Yeah, dude, because listen, being the average salary man in Japan fucking sucks. Really? Yeah. I thought I told you about this before. 
Because uh, are you talking about like them falling asleep on trains and suicide rates and shit like that? Or yeah, what? yeah. I mean, the, because that's. I think the biggest workforce in Japan is just your average salary man, and yeah, I mean it's got pros and cons, but the con or the the pros are more like the pros are more like um. You're guaranteed a job with a decent wage. Yeah, but that's not factoring in how much overtime. You're having to put in. Huh? Like you'd have to put in. Yeah, yeah. Like those fuckers work so much fucking overtime and stuff. And like I said, if they do have a weekend, they usually just spend the weekend fucking drinking, drinking the weekends away and passing out and like in the streets and on public and shit. That good ass sake. Sake is good as fuck though. Yeah. But that's not the point though. Is just, like I said, between, between that and maybe the dudes that do have wives that like don't really love them. Yeah. You know, they're just they're just seen more as providers. Uh-huh. So if you factor in oh, yeah, that. Yeah, you did tell me that. Huh? You did tell me that. Yeah, so if you factor in if you also factor in those things and also that you're just overworked, you're probably an alcoholic, you're not satisfied with your marriage. Let's also say your pee-pee's unaveragely small. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Then you factor in the fucking virtual AI, the virtual porn shit or whatever. Yeah. That's a pacified man right there. So what would be an unpacified man? Unpacified man? If you took the porn away, what would make him unpacified? Well, so... I think just... I think being an unpacified man is just being more... It's just being a fucking masculine man. Well, I mean, what's making him unmasculine if all he can do... If the situation he's living like that is because he works so much... Mm-hmm. The, that's the main that to me that's the main issue is for him to survive and be able to live in that society yeah. he has to overwork himself so, you know so, um sorry go ahead I, I i don't know exactly how the porn would play into that making him passive how the porn does considering that the thing that's making him lack as a person is the amount of time he spends working and the exhaustion well, because of it i mean so this is just in japan for one yeah. example, right? But well, I, I see how it could desensitize. I think the, it's not really the the people that are already married. It's the people that aren't even interested in going to find a partner because... I, yeah, and I mean, I think that, that is definitely where it takes the most effect on it too. But, I mean, the thing is, though, is... I mean, so women women watch porn too. Women can get addicted to porn too. Yes. But it's most prominent in men, okay? Yes. Because men are more visual, Yes. Than females are. You know, females are more about what they hear. Dudes are more about like what they see. Uh-huh. And porn porn affects men differently than women in that sense. That's why it's fucking more that's why there's more men that are addicted to porn than women. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah. I, mean that, I know for a fact that it's true. Yeah, does that make sense? So um so you asked me what is an unpacified man. Yeah. So I mean, because, like, let me put it to you like this. It's like all I fucking do is fucking work. And basically right now I'm doing I'm working and I'm working in an, for an area where I'm building for my family. Would I be a pacified man considering the majority of my time is spent working away from my family? Or is it there the fact that I'm providing for my family make me mm-hmm. unpa- like, you know, what's making me be unpacified in what sense? So. When I think, so this is what I think unpacified, right? I think being, or being pacified, 
to me, I think mostly being pacified is just you're not fucking masculine at all in any sense. Yeah. In any sense. So I'll use myself as an example. Uh-huh. Right. So for me, I'm 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 kind of in a similar similar situation as you just minus the whole family part, you yeah. know. Um, because I just kind of fuck off and do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, other than at work, you know. But and when when I say masculine, that doesn't mean you have to look like the fucking Terminator or Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator. Yeah. Or Rocky Balboa. Uh huh. <laughs> right. I it's just you have to have at least some kind of things or ideas or traits that would make you masculine. So for me, you know, you know, I enjoy I enjoy working out, going to gym, lifting fucking heavy at least four or five days a week. Yeah. Usually. Right. And I mean, I like shooting. Okay. I like shooting too. I mean, traditionally, traditionally, that's more of a guy thing to do if you, if you just, when you think of it first thing. Yeah. You know, but I mean, just between that, you know, and I, I've, I've, I've participated in a good amount of combat sports throughout uh-huh. my lifetime too. You know, wrestling, uh, fucking Muay Thai, some jujitsu, all that stuff. So I think like those are just some of the all of the things you know that as a man can make you more masculine. Yeah, you know, or just fucking even, even be even me being in the military training with dogs, um, you know, especially like getting bit by patrol dogs and shit. Yeah, you know, like all, all of those things. And I mean, like for you, for example, right is. Is, I mean, for a while, you know, you were out there building houses and shit. Yeah. You're out there building houses. I mean, even right now, you you and homie are fucking working on trailers. Yeah. Or on that trailer in particular, you know? And I think, I, I think for the most part, even like your dad, your dad's a very fucking masculine man, wouldn't you say? Yeah. That's what I mean by that, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, because like, uh, I mean, it's funny because today, you know, uh, I woke up at eight, um, and went you know went went to work on the trailer with uh, my buddy. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've been there since you know we were working all day, and then Jennifer got there maybe around twelve ish, and she you know she helped, she did some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, she uh, you know, did the first coat of a uh, pig <laughs> on some walls, and then maybe around um, four or five ish, mm-hmm. right? We were all ready to go home. Yeah. But then our other homie showed up and he was going to do like the plumbing. So we had to fucking help him. And then we we're like, fuck, we we're about to go. But we we're like, all right, yeah. well, fuck it. I guess, you know, we'll just keep keep on going yeah. with the day. Right. And by this time, it was already like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, given we already been there since eight. And then Jennifer goes like, I would fucking hate to be a guy. She's like, because like, you know, like there's, you know, her, you know, because she was like, I'm just going to go over and help. uh up your cousin cook right and uh she's like but you guys have been here since fucking morning and you guys are still gonna work some more she's like i don't know how the fuck y'all do it you know which i was like well yeah i guess that's that is what kind of makes us like we like for some reason we have that drive to keep going if the opportunity like you know it's kind of like well fuck it what can you do now you just gotta keep doing it well and think about it though too man i mean you've been doing this for a couple of weeks now and yeah i can imagine that kind of sucks to be honest. Yeah, I cannot wait till I can just walk into that living room and sit down, dude. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're already working five, six days a week and yep. you're still doing like you do this for your family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's probably most that's probably most men or that's probably what most men out there are trying to do yeah. for, their, for their families anyway, is just to be able to provide. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't think I don't think, you know, in in kind of the sense like let's take your dad for instance, like I don't uh-huh. think your dad is out there. Rather it be rain or shine, building houses every week so he can oppress women. No, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying. Yeah, and and that, that's that's just kind of some of the ridiculous notions that feminism tries to tries to teach to women. Yeah, and I mean it it, it doesn't just dilute women's mindset. It it also dilutes men's mindset too. Especially if you just have like over feminine uh, feminine men. Well, see, let me let me put it like this: like I feel like to some some extent, feminism is okay for a woman to like have an identity for herself. You know what I mean? But like once yeah. you get into these extreme categories of what fem- feminism is or should be, I feel like that's where it gets kind of corrupted. The same way where over masculinity can like get corrupted. You know what I mean? So like, because being masculine doesn't mean you're gonna oppress a woman. Yeah, but what kind of feminism tends to teach is for you to be for you to be better than a man. You have to be, or for you to be good, you have to be better than a man, which doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. So, so my take, my take, my take on it is, and another guy put this really well. I forgot what his fucking name was. Yeah. And I think, I think even the way he put it was being generous uh-huh. for feminism. Yeah. Um so I don't think that personally I don't think that advocating for women's rights and feminism are the same thing. I don't think so either. Okay. I don't think because, so. Because because that's that's something different if you're advocating for women's rights. Yeah, cuz like well what I was going to say though is that's different because the main teachings of feminism teach women to hate men. Yeah. And that they've been oppressed by men uh-huh. throughout the fucking beginning of society. Dude, I want, I think, did you send me a video the other day where it's a guy walking around and he's like asking, uh, basically asking women, women and men. And he's all like, would you, would you take a, uh, what's that? Uh, kind of when you just stay at home, but you're not getting paid for it. Staying home and not getting paid. It's some kind of job, basically, where, like, you get paid for your publicity and not, it's not, like, a set salary or anything. Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, let's say a remote job that isn't paying you something unless you're fucking, um, like, let's say it's only based off of uh sales and shit. What's that? On commission, right? Yeah. So there's no set pay, right? Yeah. And all you got to do is sit at home and be on your computer mm-hmm. compared to making $100,000 and being a garbage man. Or a garbage person, right? And he asked women and men, and all the women said they would stay at home. Yeah, and do the commission job. Hey, you know what? Like, I was just thinking something real quick. So, for our homies out there collecting the trash and shit in this weather, I think let's just say sanitation workers. Yeah, instead of the garbage man. Yeah, you know? sani- yeah, sanitation workers. Sanitation is workers. Because I was like, fuck, bro, I don't want to be out there fucking doing that shit. I mean, yeah. I know they get paid good. But unless I had to. Yeah, you know? I f- unless I had to. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, fuck, bro. You know, I think they get desens- desensitized to the smell, though. I believe it, just how, like, plumbers get desensitized to 
the shit, shit smell. and stuff. But um, so basically, all the guys said they would take that hundred k. Yeah. And all the girls said that they would take the remote job, and then the guys, the guy was like, "So is it really uh inequality in the work workforce if you're not willing to take this job? Yeah. That's paying you a hundred thousand instead of you know the fucking remote job that isn't even guarantee you a set salary." And then the women were like, "Oh, well, I guess yeah." Yeah. Well, I don't think women really want equality, though, unless it benefits them. When it comes to when it comes to the workforce like that, because, you know, we were just who was it? Fucking uh, Andrew Schultz was Andrew Schultz Uh, saying that bitches back then didn't care about helping us hunt fucking mammoths. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He said he said, y'all wanted equality whenever we got these little fucking ACs in an office. Yeah. Um, I mean. Look, I. This is my problem, because I was watching the ranch, right? Yeah. And let's compare uh the Bo's main wife, right, to the the lady he ends up marrying later on. Yeah. Um. His main wife is cool and all, but they ended up pushing that like liberal envelope with her towards the end. Yeah. They ended up making her want to turn in her guns. She ended up, you know, becoming a lesbian. She ends up joining in a commune. Oh, just the woke ranch, basically? No, well, that's what the mom does. But, you know, Bo is still yeah. pretty much, a, he's like, I'm not turning in my guns. I'm not registering my guns. Um, But then, you know, it does okay with the compromise because Bo's like, because yeah. it happens after a shooting. Like, somebody gets killed in the town. And uh, Maggie <sighs> uh, takes his gun from his truck. And Bo's like, I've had that in there for 20 years and I've never had a problem, right? But then they come to the compromise where, you know what, maybe I could just leave it at the house in the cabinet and just carry my my handgun with me, right? Yeah. Like, I don't need to have my assault rifle in the truck with me or something. Or my rifle. It wasn't even an assault rifle. And, uh, you know, so there's some cool compromises. But Maggie just got so much more and more annoying. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, I smoke pot. I like girls now. Oh, I'm going to fucking protest the pipeline. Like, she ended up becoming, like, the woke person on the show. And it just. It the just, woke white person. Yeah, it just turned me <laughs> off to the uh, to the idea of her. Yeah. Because even everything she'd kind of do would be kind of, like, self-beneficial, you know? Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I can understand where she's like, I want to live my life. I've lived my entire life for you boys. Like, I also want to go do my thing. But whenever she's trying to impose her beliefs on everybody else is whenever I have an issue. Yeah, that's when I would just say, fuck you. You know, honestly, and, and she's uh, the wife, right? Bo ends up marrying this other uh, lady. Jesus Christ. And she's like. So when it's like she plays that role where she's a partner, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's not telling Bo what to do. It's like I'm advising you what I think, and then you're gonna make your choices regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's how a relationship should relationship should be. It shouldn't be like, hey, do this because you have to. It should be like, hey, I feel like you should talk to your sons because you're kind of being out of line with them, or hey, uh, don't you think you're taking this the wrong way? Yeah. You know, um, it's never like she's never trying to like shove her ideas down his throat it's kind of just like hey well maybe you should look at it like this and reconsider it you know you know what's funny is um so in that kind of sense i'm more like my granddad that just passed away 
yeah. not too long ago. God rest his soul. Yes, sir. Um, because he's he's the type of dude, and I'm like the same way when it comes to this. To where, when I'm thinking about something, yeah, about a decision, whatever it is, most of the time I already have my mind made up. Yeah, if I'm being honest, and it's like for me and and him, he's always been, hey, I'll I'll listen to your input. You know, I'll hear out what you have to say, but like most of the time, like I'm just gonna do what the fuck I want to, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Unless it makes like a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just gonna continue. Yeah, it better be a very compelling argument. Because um that the thing is is like a lot of the time is like as you know, when we have an idea of something, we've already thought about it in every possible scenario. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we've already considered every outcome and every way of going about um what we're gonna do. Yeah. So when you're asking for someone's opinion, it's more like, did I miss something? Like while I was looking at this specific situation, you know? Um, yeah. I feel like that's what, what more uh, drives that, that that I've already kind of made up my mind kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, well, for me, I don't like just overly contemplating on one thing for yeah. so long, you know, because I'm, I've just always been more about just making, about making a decision, period, yeah. and then just kind of going with it. Um with some with at least some thought behind it. Yeah. Mind you, you know, but I don't like just like I said just pro just some like prolonged contemplation on something. Yeah. Um but anyways, what one thing I was just going back to harp on as far as the equality in the workforce thing. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be against equality, but I think if a woman wants to do a man's job, they should be able to meet the same standards. Yeah. Same standards, same training, and even, like, even in the military, bro, it, it, it's not even like that in the military, though, no matter what branch you're in, because... Yeah. Um. So, you know, every year you have to do a physical fitness test. Uh-huh. Um, and the standards for men and women are drastically different. Uh-huh. When it comes to every event. So, in a sense of, this is, I can only speak for Air Force standards yeah. on this. So, and the Air Force is probably the more fucking woke branch, if we're being honest, or at least now it is. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, though, it's, um, females get more runtime. Um, the waist measurements aren't as scrutinizing uh-huh. for them, and they can do fewer, they don't have to do as many push-ups or sit-ups yeah and mind you just the air force pt test in general is is just a really easy fitness test Mm -hmm. i've seen dudes i've seen dudes that are chain smokers and fucking alcoholics pass yeah it's not a really hard fucking fitness test but even like in the other branches the, the standards are still different though you know and i think um i might i might be getting this mixed up but i think it's either between I want to say it's the Secret Service or the FBI. Yeah. You know, both of them, two big three-letter agencies in the U.S., and they have fitness tests every year, too. You have to fucking pass. And for a female in one of those two, they can fail a fitness test uh-huh. and still keep their job. Uh-huh. But if you're a dude, um, I think you'll get a remedial, and if you fail that, like, you're fucking done. Oh shit! On that, you know, so 
So I in mean, some places we are held to a higher standard. I mean, yeah, and, and just like even in the military, so there was um this was a big this was a big controversy for a while as far as letting women into um this is again for the military, but for um special operations. Yeah. So whether it be Special operations is basically like SEALs, Green Berets, Pararescue, uh-huh. all that shit, you know? Um, but I, I think this is just more... I know more from the Air Force standpoint, for Air Force Special Ops. Um, they're allowing females to do those jobs that were used to be male exclusive. Oh. And those guys... Those guys are... They're like the top 1% of dudes in the uh-huh. Air Force. Um, well... In general, they're the top one to two percent in the entire special ops community. Yeah, so they have different um, fitness standards they have to meet that uh-huh. go way beyond what your fucking normal um, bro has to do <laughs> as far as fitness bro. wise. You know, yeah, which that involves a lot of it involves swimming. Um, you have to meet a fucking a certain standard when it comes to running and you have to exceed the standards when it comes to push-ups, pull-ups and sit-ups. Yeah. And mind you, that's just the entry level tests you have to do just to get in. And all of those events are conducted in one setting. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, so not only do you have to have the capability of doing all that in completion, you got to have the endurance to keep, it going for and the that's whole thing. entry level. That's the easiest fucking thing you will do. You will yeah. ever do yeah. in that. Okay. And there's dudes that have had trouble even passing those standards. Uh-huh. Dudes have had trouble passing those standards. Right. Yeah. So now they've let females into those um, career paths on reduced standards. Oh, see, I don't think that's fair. You see how that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, you're looking at, if you're looking at the pararescue slash combat control schoolhouse in the Air Force, they deal, traditionally, they've dealt with a 90% washout rate. Yeah. So, you know, the, the odds are kind of stacked against you. They've, they've literally had classes where no one has graduated from the indoctrination. Because Navy SEAL training buds is only like 70-80%. Yeah. Pararescue CCTs like fucking 90% or more. See, so you get you get what I'm saying yeah, there. Yeah, it's like it, it 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 it's the standards are they're being intentionally lowered. Uh-huh. But big air force will say that yeah, we've lowered the standards, but it doesn't detract from the quality of training for females. Yeah, I don't think that's fair cuz I mean it's what they'll say on paper. It, it feels like they're um by reducing the standard it feels like they're not preparing them for what's gonna come you know exactly that, that's that's what i feel is the biggest issue with that like and it's also like if you're gonna call if women if like we really want equality like i feel like doing that isn't equality that's yeah. like you're still making the woman women to be less than what a man is and if anything i mean it's just more patronizing them as yeah, in you're exactly. you're just saying you're saying without actually saying that, like, hey, I don't think you would be able to do this. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I, I don't think that's where. See, like, I stand very much with, like, I feel like women should, you know, definitely after a woman has her baby, like, she should get 
the amount of recovery time, which yeah. is I oh, know yeah. absolutely I agree with that. Two to three months, I think what it is, what it's supposed when you're not supposed to do heavy lifting, bending over, you know, stuff like that. Oh shit, that's it. Two or three months? Yeah, from what I know. Um but not only that, but I also see anything we don't have to deal with as men that women do have to deal with, yeah. I feel like they should get it should even not the playing field. So there are see there are two two kinds of girls because you know I have three sisters. One of my sisters gets horrible cramps with her period, mm-hmm. and my other sister plays it off like it's nothing. Really? So I feel like they should also also have an option to where they could either work from home, yeah, um, or just something because we don't have to deal with anything like that, yeah, ever, right? So I feel like to even out is for them whenever they have a situation where they're feeling uncomfortable or in that sense, uh, just not well with themselves. They should have the opportunity to leave, come in late or do whatever without yeah. jeopardizing them. Yeah. Because that would just make it equal in my eyes. Right. Um, again, not all women are like, Oh, you know, that's just whatever, you know, cause, um, dude, if I'm going to say like someone who's like a bad motherfucker, it's like, my mother-in-law, like the way she's had her kids, like that's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. You know, like she's like, she's had her kids. Um, the the last one, like she had him in the ambulance and Jesus. the fucking EMT didn't know how to deliver a baby. And she basically delivered him herself. Yeah. You know, uh, so there, you know, there are women where I'm like, you know, that's all inspiring, but for us as a society to lower our standards for a woman to be included. I think that's the problem, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree that like for those issues that, you know, females deal with that they shouldn't be accommodated for it. But I think in general, I think in general though, um, that females do definitely have it easier. They have it easier in society and in oh, okay. workplaces because there's been times where, um, again, this is just this has been from the military, yeah, more to where when I've been sick or haven't been feeling good, uh huh, I can't just call in because I've been told I've been told two things: either one, schedule an appointment with medical that day, uh huh. To prove that you're not feeling good, uh-huh. or two, just get fucked. Yeah, and come to work, just take a fucking ibuprofen. Yeah, suck it up, you know. But I have seen, I've seen multiple times to where um, a couple of the females, some of them have been more of like the real like smaller females, uh-huh. you know, have just said that, um, like, oh my my tummy hurts. Yeah, you know, like. Like that's just been about it and they'll get the day off or even but two days off. Or don't so. you think that's a masculine trait in ourselves where no matter what the situation may be or how we may feel, if there's a goal that we have to meet or accomplish. Well, this just, isn't going back to masculine or feminine anymore. This is going back to equality, right? Because well, yeah, but I'm because saying, if, if my stomach's hurting and I say like, oh, I don't know if I can work yeah, today but, or know, whatever, I don't get that option. As a guy, though, I'd be like, well, but I'm not a fucking pussy. I'm just going to go to work. I mean, and you've done it. I've done it. Yeah, you know? I, I, I agree. But still, though, like I'm talking about if you want equality, it should be it should be the same. And I'm and like I told, I'm telling you, you know, the, usually the first option is like, well, just go to medical, uh-huh. go to medical, get a diagnosis to prove it. 
yeah get it proven you know they're not necessarily saying no but it just makes the process a little bit harder and if you go to medical is it something like you remember being in elementary school when you go to the nurse and be like i don't feel good yeah and she'd be like what did you eat this morning is it kind of some bullshit like that where they just try to kind of bullshit you into going into work or yeah 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 kind of i you know when i was a kid like that i never I don't even remember going ever going to the nurse's office. Dude, I went maybe two or three times only. And like really? throughout my whole from first to fifth grade. Yeah. But one of those times I just wanted to go home. I don't even, you know, honestly, I don't know if I even knew I had that option. Because, <laughs> dude, most of the time, if I just wasn't feeling good or whatever, because, you know, for a while, most of elementary school for me, I went to the same school as my dad. Yeah. So I was just feeling bad. You go in his classroom? Yeah, or I just got to fucking go home. Aww. At some point, or, or just if I knew. One thing my parents were always good about when I was growing up was uh-huh. if I was not feeling good or just not well, they wouldn't make me go to school. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it would be funny, dude, sometimes because um, I would not go to school because there was, my stomach was fucked up or something. Uh-huh. And I would spend... I'd spend a lot of the day just shitting it out or just throwing oh. up. And then I would feel better by like noon. Uh-huh. And then I would ask my dad if I could go to Taekwondo practice. And he'd get mad? No, and he'd take me. Oh, really? He'd take me, yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, just don't tell your teachers <laughs> that you skipped school and still went to Taekwondo. <laughs> Dude, I used to hate that. They used to be so, well, I guess, I don't know, where they'd be like, oh, if you miss school, you can't play in today's game or if you left early, you know. But whenever it was beneficial to the school, we'd be like, oh, well, we're going out of town. You got to, we got to check you out early so we can go to wherever we're going for you to mm-hmm. play. It's fine. You know what I mean? I'd be like, that's Dude, some fucking bullshit. Did you ever see the memes? I don't know if, if they ever did this to you or whatever, but like when, let's say you were in school, yeah, like either pre-K, elementary, whatever, and, um, <coughs> Every now and then for lunch, um, either your grandparents or your your parents would bring you McDonald's or Burger King Yeah, for lunch. And then it was just like, compared to all the other kids, it would seem that you're just in such a higher pedestal. Yeah. Than them for that shit was funny as fuck because I just remember a couple of times and like my grandparents would bring me, would bring me some of that stuff and I'd be like, oh fuck yeah, kids meal bro, extra fries, my chicky nuggies. My fucking milkies, my apple slices. It's yeah. fucking game time, baby. Let's fucking go. Dude, do you remember? Um, did I ever tell you the story about whenever we were supposed to buy agenda books? Buy what? But you remember? Do you remember agenda books? Agenda books. Yeah, like they used to give you like a a book basically for you to write down your homework and. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah, dude. I remember one year, dude. We were buying them. I think it was like my fourth or fifth grade year, and my mom gave me twenty dollars. To fucking uh, buy it, right? Just for one book? It was like $10 probably. Oh, okay. So, um, but for some reason, I ended up being like, fuck it, and splurging. So every day for like two weeks, I would buy all my friends ice cream. Because ice cream was only like 50 cents. <laughs> so I'm like, man, what y'all want, bro? And I was out there fucking just blowing money. Was this in Georgia? Yeah. Okay. That, you know... Going to school in Georgia and then moving to Memphis and going to a school where our classroom was only like 10 people was insane. Because like in Georgia, the middle school I was going to, there were four sixth grade classes of like 20 to 30 people. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we had you had A to D. Um yeah. and you know, depending on your letter depended on how intelligent you were. I was B. <laughs> but uh you Is know Is that good? Yeah, I mean it was decent. I mean it's what's right. the highest? A? A, yeah. Okay. Um the thing about living in Georgia, since it was a refugee city, I got to meet a lot of people from different uh parts of the world. So it kinda helped me like grow up and like accept different cultures at an early age. Yeah. Like a lot of my early friends were like Muslim. Mm-hmm. So like it was whenever we kinda like, hey, like you don't like you don't believe in Mary? And they'd be like, no, we believe in Allah. And it, it just we're like fucking 10 talking about religion. Well, that's funny, dude, because even when I was in elementary yeah. and shit, I had a lot of Muslim friends, too. Dude, like... We had a lot of... um, The school I went to, and probably the same for you, we had a lot of... um, We had a lot of Arab kids there, too, uh-huh. and and Vietnamese kids. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, and there, there weren't... There were hardly... There were not a lot of white kids in any of my elementary schools. That's true, dude. At all. Yeah, because in my elementary school, <laughs> we had... Uh, a lot of kids from Bosnia. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, there was like a civil war there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Then we had a lot of people from Vietnam. We had a lot of people from Somalia, Sudan. Yep. Um, yep. We had a lot from Yemen, too. Oh, Syria. We had a lot of people from Syria, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot. There was a lot, dude. Um, yeah, fuck, dude. That's That was like. Man, I, you know, as more we talk about this, like some of those days just become more vivid. Dude, the, the other day uh we were talking in the group chat and Giovanna texted she was like I wish we were all still kids so we could hang out like we used to because like now everyone's like we're you know work is kind of taking over our lives so like the amount of time we actually spend together is like very yeah m- you know minimum like I think today was the first time I spent time with my entire family in maybe three weeks oh you mean the whole fam except for my dad oh okay. um because he was at at the house but uh yeah yeah like my sisters my mom and like a time where we could all be present Mm -hmm. because you know either liz is working or i'm working or uh my dad's not here or you know just different shit like that uh but that's something that you know we're trying to avoid as a family and trying to stay close so just going off topic here a little bit but what um well, it is kind of in topic in a way. So, yeah, you know, we're talking about like the elementary school days yeah. and shit. So for me, I was just thinking about it, right, as far as, you know how some people seem to have natural talents for some things? Yeah. So I was just thinking about it. And so for me, these two things I'm about to mention, uh-huh. they don't really pertain to me now as an adult uh-huh. at all really anymore. Maybe to some degree, some lesser degree, but for the most part, I'm, I would say no. But yeah. looking back, when I was younger, two things I was really good at, just naturally, was drawing. Yeah. And you know how I mentioned to you about Taekwondo? Yeah. I was pretty damn good at Taekwondo, dude, when I was little. Yeah. Um, And, man, I, you know, Taekwondo is... You associate it as more of like a kids' martial art or a recreational. That's a defensive kind of martial, martial art. Martial art, but I think, dude, traditional Taekwondo is pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Because you know it came from Korea. Yeah. And even, dude, I think even Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan is, uh, he's like a fucking black belt in Taekwondo, yeah. if Jiu-Jitsu. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, both of them. 
you know you know what I mean. But um, he's what? Both jujitsu and taekwondo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, there's some other shit. Like Joe Rogan's just very well versed, but yeah. Um, aside from that, dude, like I remember being as an eight year old kid, I was a purple belt in taekwondo before I had to quit. Yeah. Um, and because I think if if I'm not mistaken, it's usually uh it's purple green brown belt red red black belt then black belt yeah then after that it's first degree second degree third degree black belt yeah and all the instructors at a minimum are first degree black belts uh-huh and the instructor at the academy i mean he was this fucking this dude was just straight out of South Korea. Oh, sure, really? Yeah, like straight out of South Korea, dude. That's cool. Uh, Master Kim uh-huh. was his name. And I remember all the instructors used to say, like, they were like, yo, like, that is one dude we don't like sparring with. Yeah. Because that dude, I never saw that dude, that dude, like, actually fight. But yeah. I, I just, he had that, he just had, um. He had that dog. He had that cold, murderous glare yeah. in his eyes that you could just, you know, you can just see that in some dudes. Yeah. You know, it it's just a little hard to explain, but that's the best way for me. But, um, yeah, man, I, like I said, though, it's just usually, for me, Taekwondo was just something that came pretty easily to me like that, too. And it, it was just something at the time that I really, I really enjoyed, you know. Um, that in drawing, and for some reason for drawing, man, it, I just kind of lost interest in it towards, like, my teenage years. Yeah. Or whatever, but, you know, here, every now and then, there's kind of a part of me that still kind of wants to get back into it a little bit. The, as the far way, as... Like, you know, growing up, I was also, I also like drawing and shit. Yeah. And the way that's helped me now is, like, I've designed my own tattoos. Yeah. Like, I'll, I mean, I'll make it what I want it to be, and then I'll just give it, I've given it to the artist, and they've literally just made it with their touch yeah um but as far as like other talents i don't specifically remember having anything uh, i was kind of like uh like it's a it's a weird how i grew up but it's like mm-hmm. i guess the the thing with me is i was always like athletic and like very well hand-eye coordinated yeah um because i'm not the best soccer player but i could keep up with most um i'm not I mean, I had a basketball goal. The probably the only thing that I was really decent at was skateboarding for a while. Yeah, dude. You know, I really enjoyed playing basketball back in OLS and shit. <laughs> Even though we we're getting our ass whooped, you, you talking about the team? Yeah, yeah, dude. But I, I always had a great time dude, though. I never really even thought of it like that. The funnest we I had though was whenever we would go to um, uh, we would go to the gym with your dad, and just shoot with him. You remember? He'd go My and dad open. was decent at basketball. Yeah, no, your dad was good, dude. Um, yeah, that dude, he's... he's. Um, My dad is one of those dudes, bro, that, like, he's decent at whatever sport he plays. Yeah. And it's the same It's the same when it comes to playing instruments. Yeah. Like, he's, he can play a little bit of everything. Yeah. Dude, which, like, even when I did start learning guitar, I actually um, picked it up pretty quick, but it's just, I just never really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like that, you know, but you know, when I say, when I say as a kid doing stuff as drawing or Taekwondo or whatever, it's the same as 
compare well kind of comparing it to as let's just say as a kid you grew up playing soccer your whole life or you grew up playing chess yeah like in the same kind of sense like that and it, it it's holy fuck dude you know the more the more that i think about it and talking about this uh-huh. like this this is really during that time with all this shit we're talking about yeah. as a kid when you're almost at the peak of your creativity or when that shit's just just becoming when that shit's just emerging yeah well that, right and a- it's just the more the more you proceed with school and just the demands of life in general is like when that shit starts to kind of dilute itself yeah just because you know again just the fucking demands of life society yeah. what school does to you as far as trying to kill that creativity and shit it's kind of fucked up honestly yeah dude i mean i remember like uh, one thing i would always do growing up is i draw naruto characters i draw dragon ball z characters mm-hmm. um yep. and our art teacher was pretty cool like he taught me how to like make a picture have depth and how to make the you know cloud start bigger and then move to the back smaller Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of taught me different tricks. Oh yeah, but, yeah, dude, uh, I loved art class. Gr- growing up, the I was more of an art artsy. Even though I was good at sports, I always preferred the artsy stuff. And I think yeah. the the problem with the sport is like my dad never really supported like uh like because I remember like even I was gonna be a Boy Scout in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and we just couldn't figure out how to get where where we needed to go, so we just never went. Even though we paid for everything for me to go. Oh really? Uh, even when we got to Memphis, I was like, "Hey, I want to take like a mixed martial art." And my dad, being a dickhead, was like, "Well, if you can last five minutes with me in the ring, he's like, you know, I'll take, I'll pay for you to fucking do that shit." And I'm <laughs> like, "Bro, that's not." Didn't your dad used to box? Oh, my dad boxed in, yeah, he he boxed in uh, Juarez. He, he yeah. trained for about a year. Um, so you know that's why whenever growing up, I introduced soccer to Daniel at a young age, because you know Daniel's ambidextrous. Um, oh really yeah he's ambidextrous and then uh i I introduced him to boxing because I, I wanted him to have something that he was like i grew up learning this because mm-hmm. you know i mean in georgia like i I played in band you know i was in band so i learned how to like you know play a i was like a bass and then i was a, a tenor for a while so like you know that caught me keep up with tempo but a lot of my artsy shit was like writing like i would write poems yeah, I would listen to songs and I'd write out the lyrics like I'd memorize them. Uh, probably like my biggest. My biggest thing is. Uh, writing or creating like just thoughtful or a group of words like, you know, dude, the other day I was reading through some old texts. Yeah. And uh, I came across something I said to somebody and uh, it was these talking text about messages? crying. Huh? Are these text messages? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was something about crying and I basically said something where I was like, damn, I was deep. Uh, but basically, uh, I was like, uh, I feel like tears are the words that we can't speak. And I was like, damn, German. Damn, where the fuck you come out? You come out with that, bro. I was like, fuck, you had that fucking, that fucking little sauce with you when you, when you were fucking, you know, Mm. but I mean, it's, it was like. When, when you think about it, it's like something really nice because, you know, when you cry, it's something you can't put into words. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it does resonate. Like, it's something that can resonate with anybody. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But, uh, I mean, just different things like that. And it's I think the reason I ended up taking creating stuff on my own was because I didn't have that opportunity to go other than school where I would play, like, yeah. 
just for school sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to like really focus on something. So I kind of just made something for myself, which was, you know, my corny ass was trying to write a book at 17 about how death affects, you know, affected yeah. me. And then like how the way, how I took it so well in real life, but the character in the book that I was writing kind of spiraled, you know, and he lost the view of, you know, family and, you know, enjoying life and basically everything just became a party and drugs and shit like that, you know, and that was yeah. the basis of what I was essentially wanting to write, which I could probably still do it, but yeah, I mean, if anything, you don't, you could just do a short story. It doesn't even have to be a novel. Yeah. I mean, you know, but you know, at the time like, I had like, I literally, I would walk around with a fucking notebook and I just, it was, I would write the shit out. I wouldn't type it or anything. So, yeah. well, you know, um, R.R. Martin, the dude that made Game of Thrones. Uh huh. You know, he originally intended all of that to just be a short story. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't supposed that. to be what it is now. <laughs> Look at what it is now, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, so uh, we're similar in that aspect, though, because I mean, even, I mean, even now, so it's taken me a lot of time uh-huh. to refine my writing um, because I don't think people really realize how valuable communication and writing is in, is in general. Yeah. And there's this one guy I was listening to, like, he put it, he put it really well. And I think this applies to a lot of people, we, even myself included, you know, and I, I think now n- within, I don't know, I, I want to say even maybe the last year uh-huh. or so, I'm just now getting a po- to a point to where I can somewhat speak articulately. Uh-huh. Or be able to articulate decently. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's like, that and just rhetoric in general is what life kind of revolves around. It seems yeah. like, you know, but the guy was just saying most people don't even really know how to fucking talk. That's true. Period. I mean, you know what you I mean? If you think about it, when we first started the podcast, it was so difficult for us to um, keep our conversation without being like, you know, or like, or um. Yeah, I still catch, I still catch myself sometimes. Yeah, but. I mean, um, fuck. Um, literally just now we, we've kept it to where we've kind of cleaned up our, our speech and where we've thinned out the fat to where Shit, we're just I hope saying so. what we need to say. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I listened to it, you know, uh, man, you know, um, so I'm taking, I've been taking this Harvard course uh-huh. and it, it, it's free. Mind you, like I, the only thing I really fucking care about is just the information. Yeah. And it's just about like shit about debate argument speech etc uh-huh. and this one professor said that um this dude had been teaching this shit at harvard for the last 30 years or so yeah and he says the biggest problem that he comes upon students when they're trying to write a speech or a debate uh-huh. is um they overcomplicate it uh-huh they overcomplicate it either trying to be too wordy too literary whatever and then he'll tell them he'll tell them yo just tell me Tell me what is the main point you're trying to get across of yeah. in just the easiest way possible. And they'll say it, and he'll say, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then he tells them, put that on paper now. Yeah. And that's all she wrote. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I think right now, um, you know, as far as one of my creative outlets, one of my strongest creative outlets I have right now is is probably my writing. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, I you've read 
a lot of my stuff. I, uh-huh. I mean, I ask you to all the time and stuff, you know, and I mean, I can confidently say it's, I've had to refine the process over years. Yeah. Over years. I mean, you've changed it at least two or three times since I've read it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still, I'm still not, I'm still not at the point where I want to be right now. But as far as, um, I think as far as finding a style or a prose that you like is to really, really find an author that just resonates with you. Yeah. On that. And for me. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> the cat in the hat. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. Did you ever read that one? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, those Dr. Seuss's shit. Dr. Seuss books were the shit back then. Yeah, they were. We're being real, dog. But um, no. So for me, presently, it's either George R. R. Martin for yeah. sure. He's one of my favorites. Um, Him and Frank Herbert, the dude that wrote Dune. Okay. Like, their stuff, dude, because I've read two of the Dune books now. Yeah. And, man, bro, their their literature is just, like, on some different fucking levels, bro. Yeah. In my opinion. It, I don't know. It, it's just, it just really resonates with me. And don't get me wrong. I've read, um, I've read, you know, you know, Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King's another prominent author. Um, Stephen King, he's, like, one thing about St- Stephen King that irritates me. Uh-huh. Is when he talks about writing, yeah, is he's he's a little hypocritical in the sense where he says he says he really harps on avoid adverbs, yeah, as in more of the sense of where let's say you're writing something like almost likely like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that 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 too, or just more of stuff that ends in ly's. So if you say like you put a dialogue tag that says she said coldly. Oh. That's what he's harping on more. But, you know, all adverbs are not just words that end in L-Y. Yeah. But, I mean, it is it is something that a, raw, a lot of writers abuse, though. Yeah. Is that, whether it be in dialogue and just... Descriptions and shit. The context of paragraphs, which I think... I think there's a time and a place to use adverbs, Okay. And it's 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 kind of hard to dictate, and I think that's just something that you have to learn over time within yeah. the process without abusing it. But anyways, the point I'm trying to get at, though, is he harps on that. But if you've ever uh-huh. read a Stephen King book, there's a lot of those fucking L-Y <laughs> verbs in that shit. <laughs> you, you know, and because I, I've read fucking It Part 1, I've read fucking Salem's Lot. Uh-huh. Those are both fucking good books, but I don't know if he would be able to write a book today in the same style he did back then and be successful with it. Yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's even the same with like JK Rowling, the chick that wrote Harry Potter. Yeah. And stuff because of, um, the big witch herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think even she's kind of had to change the way, I don't know if she even still writes anymore. Yeah. But she's had to adapt her writing to fit today's standards in a sense. As far as what standards though? As far as what standards? Yeah, like are you talking about like the like... So so I'll give you an example. So for one thing one thing that's made Harry Potter books so successful uh-huh. because it's more successful among kids and 
I guess now young adults. Um, because Harry Potter is just a franchise that just keeps growing. Yeah. Now, but the one thing about um, I think Harry Potter is written in a more classic narrative style. Uh huh. As in, there's a lot of explanation that's been told to you. It's easy to follow, easy to know what's going on. Okay. Okay, and just overall, Harry Potter is easy book to read. Okay, nothing. Why the fuck are they so fat then? Huh? Why the fuck are they so thick? It's just a lot of fucking content because you know in the movies they had to leave out some stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that on it too. But the point I'm trying to get though is it's easy to read, and a a lot of rolling stuff she writes. um, She writes in the passive tense a lot. Uh huh. As in. There's a lot of shit that's like was, is, are, were. Um, there'll be dialogue tags in it that'll say, said Harry, said Hermione, asked Ron, whatever. Yeah. That's all written in the passive tense. And traditionally, they tell you to try to avoid passive tense as much as possible and focus more on the active tense. Uh-huh. Because in the active tense, you're focusing more on the subject instead of what the subject's doing. Yeah, passive tense. You're focusing on the action rather than the subject. Uh, subject. Okay. Which I don't. To be honest, I never really understood what the big deal about it was. But I was just like, okay, well, if that's the fucking set standard, then I guess I'll try to adhere by that. Yeah. And luckily for me, you know, I use um when I edit my own writing, I use a app um that helps me with a lot of that stuff. Oh, really? It'll tell me, yeah, as I'm writing or reviewing, it'll tell me, hey, um, you're you're kind of using too many adverbs here. It'll say, hey, you're kind of going in passive tense too much, uh-huh. you know, shit like that or whatever. So that really, that also really helps refine your writing, the writing process yeah. too. But for me now, I get to a point to where I usually try to edit at least twice to where I look at it first. Yeah. Then I'll edit it with that. Then I might fucking do it again, though, where I'll look back at it and catch a typo or something. Yeah. You know, it's a very, it can get very tedious. But the thing is, though, is like Stephen King might tell you, hey, don't use adverbs. He says, he literally said, I think he said adverbs pave the road to hell. (laughs) What the fuck? That's what he said. You know, so I think that speaks volume of his opinion on it. Yeah. But at the same time, for him, he's at a point now to where, let's say if he writes a book today. Based or, off a name, he's just... just yeah, like, he can he can get away with some of that shit. Yeah. And it's the same It's the same with, like, Twitch streaming or whatever. When they tell you... um, They'll tell you, like, oh, as a streamer, you know, it's not really... It's not really good etiquette to eat or drink while you're on stream. But if... Have you ever heard of a dude called Ninja? Yeah. Ninja, he 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 got famous off of Fortnite. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that dude's on meth, <laughs> too. But if you look at all of his stream or a lot of his streams, dude, like that dude is fucking eating snacks or yeah, drinking some shit on it like all the time. I mean, look at I mean not streaming but like podcasting. Like Joe Rogan and his guests are usually drinking coffee or having a whiskey or. Well, I don't think I don't think drinking's as big as a deal. More so as just eating. Yeah, during it, you know. Because it's like me, if I'm chowing down on something right now, I'm going to get crumbs all over my fucking mic, and then everyone can just hear my... Your fucking, mouth going nom, 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 nom. Yeah, just hearing the fucking nom noms. Dude, um, to change the topic a little bit, uh, 
did you see that Hasbula like fucking Mike Tyson uh, picked him up and like nibble on his ear and he's like oh oh you're gonna hit me you're gonna hit me did you see that shit no I didn't but I want I, I want to now though <laughs> it was so hard to watch dude I'm I not watched gonna lie. um did you see you see that one clip of forgot the other kid's full name but when Hasbula had beef with Abdul <laughs> I've seen the, the clips when they're like you know running up on each other and shit yeah, the other little, the other little dwarf kid. Yeah, bro, I didn't even know. Um, they're like twenty five, dude. Yeah, I know. I didn't even know. Um, dude, someone in one of the comments was saying, <laughs> was saying like the fact that these are both two grown ass men make it all the better. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, I didn't even know. Um, I wouldn't even know Hasbula was Arab unless he was. Um, unless I didn't see him wearing his the, cap. His what? The little cap he wears? Yeah, and whatever that other garment is, because he just looks like a little white boy <laughs> to me. And, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't even know he was a grown-ass man. Dude, that little man syndrome is so cool to watch. Dude, I know, but, bro, uh, <laughs> I don't... So, aside from, like, his dwarfism, though, what is... I'm trying to think how to put this. So, what makes Hasbula like, famous, though? Uh, People just obsessed over him. Because of what he is? Because he's that dog. You got that dog in him, oh, bro. Oh, did you see? You saw the Brody clip on him? He don't fucking back down. He don't give a fuck what size you are. He gonna fucking swing. <laughs> Dude, he, you know what he reminded, reminds me of? What? Um, When, especially when he tried to kick old boy from that clip, he reminded me of my brother James when he was like two. Why? Um, Because like, dude, when James would get mad when he was two. Yeah. He would try to kick, he try to kick everything, dude. Why? Like, I don't know, bro. That kid just so you know James is really good at soccer now. Yeah, and James he loves soccer, bro. When that shit was like from when he was like two, but like I said, he would just he just wanted to kick everything, bro. And he would not look. He didn't give a fuck how far he was from you or if he thought he could actually kick you or not. That, that dude would just, you could just see him winding up that kick, bro, and just getting ready to throw everything he had into that motherfucker, whether it hit something or not. Yeah. He was like, I'm swinging, bitch. <laughs> that was when James was like two, and he's my height now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, a lot of people will see Daniel now, and they'll be like, damn, bro, I remember when you were fucking short and chubby. They're looking at you now, fucking lengthy. Oh, Danny boy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lengthy, tall, fucking fit. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's that's his foundation for him, and even the boxing and stuff that's gonna set him up for the rest of his life. Dude, I was telling but, that motherfucker, and I'm like, "Bitch, I'm like, you owe me everything you are right now." <laughs> I mean, he's you're not wrong. I'm like, I'm like, as soon as you go pro and anything you do, I'm like, I need my fucking cut, bitch. Bro, you should just be his manager. Just quit to be his manager. If it blew up like that, I probably would. Yeah, I, I mean, because most of the money's in fucking boxing. If we're being yeah. honest. But, um, yeah, going back to Hasbula, bro, dude, <laughs> I saw something wild. I don't know how true this is or not. Yeah. But it might have been from the fucking Brody clip, too. But someone was saying that, like, hey, yo, like, my boy Hasbula is thinking about getting into the fucking adult industry. Oh, what? I didn't know that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? What, what do you mean by adult, adult industry? Yeah. Hasbula? Maybe in the, I mean, 
Maybe in the dwarf category. Uh, I don't even know where that would fit in, dude. He looks like a fucking baby. Is 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 that even a thing? I don't know. A category? I don't know. <laughs> I know there's midgets. Dude. Even fucking Aiden Ross, that dude has like got on dates with like midget chicks though. But <laughs> I, I mean they were kinda hot though too. And they like fair. start twerking and they'd be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Would you have sex spaz. with a midget? Huh? Would you have sex with a midget? No. No? No. I mean, if you were single, you wouldn't? No. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. I like short girls, but I mean, not to discriminate against them. They're just not my per- my preference, you know? I probably would. You would? Yeah. I probably wouldn't. Uh, I would just to say that I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? But, I mean, I, I really, I don't think I would. I mean, maybe they can throw it down, bro. Dude, have you ever seen, like, the video where it's, like, a little midget? A little midget. Uh, A little per. I don't know. What do they like being called? Not a little person. I don't think they like that either. Anyway. Someone with that smallness, right? Like, there's no way around it, okay? Yeah. So it's this girl sitting on this black dude's lap, and he slaps her. He slaps her ass, and they go like, like you know when you squeeze a toy duck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it made that noise in there. Or I've seen the ones where they, like, jump into the pool, and it's like, boop. Like, you know, when you drop, like, a, a, a like a Mario, like, in the water or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, my all-time favorite uh, little person is going to be Wee Man. Yeah, dude, I was watching, uh, I watched, uh, Jackass Forever the other day. Did you? Yeah, that shit was fucking hilarious, bro. I, I don't know, man. That That's the most recent one, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't like that one as much as the, uh, the one before that, I think. You know what's the one scene that got me? I mean, what? it was decent, you know? It wasn't, like, all perfection, but it was pretty, it was good for what it was. Um, I mean, you also gotta realize they're all, like, 50, yeah, did you see drugs. how you see how old even Johnny Knoxville looks yeah. in it now? They're all off drugs. No one's drinking anymore. Yeah, you know the only reason Bam Margera. You remember Bam? Yeah, I know Bam crashed into a fucking tree. Uh, and no, no, not 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 Bam. It was Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn. Yeah, he's the yeah, one that. I, I don't know why I keep thinking it was because it was Bam's best friend. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I remember. But uh, so they asked Bam because you know Bam's kind of spiraling right now. Yeah. And they asked him that he could, they said he could be in the movie, but he just had to like be sober, you yeah. know, for the whole thing of it. Was he divorced now? I don't know as of right now. Uh-huh. Uh, but I know he's like, he's had an, a, an addiction to alcohol, you know, yeah. for the past couple of years. And like, you know, you'll see him on like uh, Instagram ranting and shit. And, you know, mm-hmm. you see all his fans like commenting, like, I hope you get better and just shit like that. Cause you know, he was like one of my favorite, um, that was one of my favorite shows, Viva La Bam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, like, I watched, a, I watched a clip on him the other day, too, where it was basically saying, like, he didn't start drinking until he was, like, 24. Really? So his addiction is recent, you know? Yeah. Um, But it, after, like, Ryan Dunn died, he kind of spiraled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what threw him off. And, but, you know, something that the guy who did the, um, who did the video about him was saying that his parents have kind of done a good job about keeping his finances in check. So even though he, like, you know, isn't doing well, he still has money. He still gets by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, he's even got, like, Castle Bam in, like, uh, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, I think it is. Like, it was known for random people to just show up and start partying in there. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, you know, anybody could show up and just start a fucking party. It's like some fucking Great Gatsby shit. Almost. Basically, dude. And, uh. That's why it would be so hard for Bam to stay sober because, you know, he was always surrounded by that, you know, that party lifestyle. And then after Ryan, you know, it kind of just got out of hand because it was his childhood best friend, you know. 
Yeah. And even with this most recent Jackass movie, he he kind of they settled at a court, but he sued them because he said that they basically just hired him to use his uh his ideas for skits, and then that they let him go because apparently what ended up happening is he took a Adderall that was prescribed to him by his doctor though because mm-hmm. I think he's got ADHD or something, and uh uh he took it and but you know that broke his sobriety contract. For the movie and that's what made them uh kick him off but uh, even when you look when i saw the movie now like you look at the credits and uh he's on there yeah so i don't know how they uh handled that but uh to the movie dude what was your favorite skit on the whole thing dude i'm gonna be honest i don't even remember dude anything i like i said i didn't really care for jackass forever um one before that was that jackass 3d 3d yeah. yeah that was one of my favorite ones dude uh so there's that one scene where they're doing the uh the mime skit you know what i'm talking about the mime yeah mm-hmm. they're all dressed up like mimes and it's that new girl it's a uh, poopy poopies mm-hmm. and then it's a steve-o and then the first girl she has to lick a taser you know but they're mimes so they can't be loud they have to be quiet while they do these things mm-hmm. and she looks a taser and takes it like a champ and then Poopies, he has to kiss a snake, and the snake bites his face twice. Oh, fuck that. So then Steve-O, uh, he has to take a guillotine uh, with a skateboard instead of a blade to his shins, right? To the shin? Yeah, and he's being extra cocky, like, oh, raise it the whole way. And then he, like, brushes his shoulder off, like, I got this, you know what I mean? I mean, he is Steve-O. And then he fucking goes, and he fucking pulls his pants up with confidence, and then when that fucking skateboard drops on his shins, he screams as loud as he fucking can. Bro, and, I, Steve-O, like, that dude is fearless, yeah, though, dude. bro. He fucking goes, I forgot I was supposed to be quiet. But it was so funny because <laughs> you saw him build up to, like, the confidence. And then when it happens, he just fucking completely turns on his, uh, on what he was going to do. Guillotine uh, skateboard. Fuck that. The craziest one was probably uh, Johnny Knoxville getting knocked out by the bull. Oh, I think that bull fucked him up yeah, on that, though, uh, too, really, because I think he got him, a concussion. He gave him a concussion, and he mm. said that that would be the last, for sure, stunt he was ever going to do. Like, with bulls or just in general? In general, I think. Oh, fuck. I mean, that dude, yeah, because he's, like, 50-something. He's got to worry about dementia now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, you know. <laughs> fuck, bro. A lot of those dudes, you know, even Steve-O still kind of, he's still, he's still got a tour. Uh, where he goes around and he d- still does like somewhat crazy stunts. Yeah, well, I'm I'm surprised that dude hasn't like just fried his brain from all the coke he's done. Oh, not even that, dude. He was shit, fucking dude. sniffing like uh, computer cleaner and shit. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And fucking uh, getting high off nitrous and shit. Uh, but Stevo has done a big turnaround, dude. He's like come a long way from what he was. Yeah, I, I've 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 heard he's supposedly sober now. No, he's super sober, dude. He's sober. You know, uh, I think he's like a vegetarian now. He's vegetarian. Yeah, now. he turned his life completely around. That he has a really interesting life. He he does. He you does. know his dad was the um CEO of Pepsi. What the fuck in really? Brazil? Yeah, I didn't know that dude. But the problem with Steve-O was is since his dad was you know your typical corporate businessman, mm-hmm. he didn't give Steve-O the attention uh that he needed all the time, and then Steve-O's mom was an alcoholic, so. She kind, I think she was the one that introduced Steve-O to um, actually alcohol from the documentaries, <laughs> from the documentaries that I've watched. Right. That, <sighs> what that, a great parent. That's that's from what I know. Um, 
but yeah uh so there's that shit dude i mean but a lot of those characters in in the show uh only a couple have really spiraled you know yeah, but you know what's crazy is they're all alive, though. Yeah. Minus well, Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn. You Dude, know, I remember the day Ryan Dunn died. I mean, Ryan Dunn died. You remember it? Yeah, I remember the day he died. Well, I, remember I, I don't remember at... the exact day, but I remember when he died, yeah. when it came out. And um, I was somewhere. I had to go somewhere for something, but I was texting our friend Roxy yeah. at the time. We were talking about it, and I texted it to her. And then um, I said, hey, did you know Ryan Dunn died? And then a minute later or so, I get a phone call. It's from Roxy. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean Ryan Dunn died? Yeah, dude. That shit was sad, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, I'm laughing at Roxy's response to that. But I was like, yeah. Like, it's it's fucking true. And she was, she was visibly, she was visibly upset because of that. Dude, because, I mean, he was one of the most wholesome ones on the on the home, on all the movies, I think, and the show, you know, I, he was just a really likable person. Yeah. But the thing that broke my heart was seeing Bam, uh, break down at the at the crash site. Bro, Bam, Bam is one of those dudes. Um, he just seems like uh, I'm not gonna say that Bam can't help himself. Yeah. With anything, but he's just one of those dudes. He has to have someone holding his hand though. A lot of stuff, especially with his parents and how his parents are having to manage his finances. Well, yeah, like that. I mean, some people. Let's just be honest. Some people have to have someone hold their hands. That that, but I think that the what, whole way. Because I, I think the video made a point of that too. Uh, but they're saying I think it's because he was never really allowed to. Yeah. But the fact that he wasn't allowed to is the the only reason he's financially stable right now. Even wait, what do you mean allowed to? He wasn't allowed to. His dad managed all his money, basically. Oh, okay. So the fact that he wouldn't really interact with the money, I think that's what allowed has allowed him to stay at least financially relevant in the sense where he can keep himself up and yeah. put himself in rehab and different things like that. Uh, because maybe if he would have been the one over that, it would have uh, uh, fucked him up. But it is because, you know, another point that the video made was that MTV pay, played a big role in... Uh, Bam spiral because you know basically they'd allow him to do whatever the fuck he wanted to without consequences oh yeah it's the same stuff as like uh all that bullshit nickelodeon would put on the cast and yeah disney and stuff too right yeah yeah you know i was also dude i've been i've just been watching i've been consuming a lot of like uh people that we grew up with uh you know like uh dylan and cole sprouse the the sweet life of zach and cody kids oh yeah yeah um so they were basically saying that they feel that the reason that they weren't overworked was because um, they could basically split their shifts between each other. So they weren't like, you know, just fucking busting their ass on set every day, all day. Yo, did you, um, this was someone <laughs> a while back. I was listening to something. It was this crazy fucking theory slash. It was almost satirical. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, about Disney stars, uh-huh. um, more so the child stars and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> saying that like um, they're all bred in a fucking lab, basically. I've heard. I, I kind heard of that like, shit too. Kind of like in the same way how Homelander yeah. was created. Yeah, you know, and it's it, it's uh, it's kind of um, scientists will 
pick and choose what traits they want them to be good at or excel at early yeah. on and like singing acting singing dance theater yeah and, yeah and then other stuff as far as just picking desirable like physical traits uh -huh. for them too and then they just slap them onto a show and it's like bam then you've got your um your homemade disney star so to speak yeah. or child star i should say or more like lab grown dude uh <laughs> That, that's something that I was else. saying that the re they feel that the reason that Dylan and Cole Sprouse uh it, uh got past like that child stardom thing was for one after uh the Sweet Life on Deck ended yeah they stopped acting so you know what ends up happening with a lot of actors especially if they're child stars that follows them their whole life you know mm -hmm. and sometimes the character that they play is bigger than the actor itself. Yeah. Uh, they ended up going to college. Like they had a regular college life. Um, they dormed. They did uh everything that they wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, Dylan Sprouse stopped acting all completely, and he's uh he makes alcohol. Really? Yeah, he so makes alcohol. Um, like brewer slash distiller. Yeah, he's a distiller. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then the uh, Cole Sprouse is an actor because you know he started in like Riverdale and did he really other shows like that? Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. Um, have you you've seen Riverdale? No. Oh, you haven't? No. Cole Sprouse, he's the dude that um the dude with the black hair. He's Jughead. He's I, Jughead Jones. Yeah, I think so. That no, that is him because I remember. Okay, because I I used to really like Riverdale. Okay. Um, the first well. The first, like, three seasons of Riverdale, uh -huh. and then after that, I don't know what the fuck they were going for, but... Yeah. Because um, you know it's based off the Betty and Veronica comics? I don't even know Riverdale. what that is. The characters are, yeah. It was, it's based off the comic book, basically. Yeah. But, um, uh, fucking... Yeah, dude, Cole Sprouse is the dude... He's the... He's Jughead Jones uh -huh. on there. Um, The, the black-haired dude with the fucking beanie. I think so, yeah. All the time and stuff, because you, you said when you were talking about, um, you know, Zach and Cody, you were like, "Oh, Cole Sprouse and what, whatever that Dylan other Sprouse. thing, huh?" Dylan Sprouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said Cole Sprouse, and I was just thinking silently, like, "It's not Cole Sprouse from Riverdale, is it?" Yeah, he was in Riverdale. Yeah, and then I was like, "Now, yeah, it it is." Yeah, yeah, man, dude, that that's fucking, that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, they 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 escaped that whole, uh, that whole um, child star. You know, they yeah, dude. Like they're, they're the ones that didn't spiral. Basically, they yeah, escaped dude, it. Dude, you know Riverdale. Um, it's actually a pretty good fucking show. At least the the um the first couple seasons are. So what's the basis of the show? Well, so originally the first season, and mind you, um, there's that one actor. He's in it too, and he died. Um, Luke Combs, I think. The singer? Luke Combs, or what was that? It's Luke something, I forgot. Um, but the... So the first season starts off with a murder, basically. Okay. Okay. So there's... In that whole town, there's one... There's like this one big rich family that kind of controls everything. Yeah. Called the Blossoms. And... How their fortune how their fucking fortune uh started was basically from selling maple syrup okay believe it or not 
because it goes back generations for them apparently. But um, there's supposedly a a cur a blossom curse that goes on to where it's always twins, and usually the tw one of the twins kills the other twin. Oh, what the fuck? Because that's what happened when uh the fucking maple syrup shit was founded apparently. Yeah. But um but yeah, it kind of starts off with um the one of the blossoms is uh it's the dude and they find him murdered somehow. Uh -huh. And then they're just trying to figure out like who the fuck murdered this dude. And at first for a while um they're thinking it's the fucking they're thinking it's the sister. Yeah. Um but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how the best way to summarize this, though, because you don't really know any of the characters. Not at um, all. But basically, the main dude it's that redheaded dude named Archie. Uh huh. And then he's kind of uh, he's kind of in this love triangle between these two girls, Betty and Veronica. Yeah. And mind you, the three of them are all friends. Uh huh. They're all friends too. Like their inner friendship, which includes um, Jughead, which is the guy that Cole Sprouse plays. Yeah. But um. Anyways, just long story short, I think it, for the first season, um, they find out they find out that the person that killed um, the Jason Blossom was the guy's name uh -huh. that got killed. Um, they find out that his father was the one that killed him. Okay, on it, and basically the reason was because he he was supposed to inherit the business after the father retired, right? So the father the father was doing some unethical things behind the scenes uh -huh. that the son didn't agree with that he didn't want to be a part of, right? Mind you, he ended up getting a bitch pregnant. Yeah. Which was Betty's older sister. Um because her older sister had gone missing for a while too. Uh huh. And they thought, like, okay, that she had been fucking murdered or some shit, too. But no, what they find out was that her sister and Jason Blossom were planning on running away together. And that was another reason why Jason Blossom wasn't, he didn't want to inherit the fucking business. Yeah. And his dad, his dad wasn't going to allow that to happen. So he told his dad, hey, if you don't let me and so-and-so uh, leave, I'm going to let everyone, I'm going to let the police know what you're fucking doing. Yeah. So... <laughs> So his dad iced him, and for a while, like I said, everyone was thinking it was his sister Cheryl Blossom, because, because of the because of the Blossom curse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then and then um, that's just kind of summarizing the first season because each season kind of has its own uh main plot theme. Yeah, kind of it's not just a whole big picture type thing, and if it's the second or the third season is mainly they're trying to catch the serial killer uh -huh. who goes by the name The Hood or some shit. And they end up finding out... Um, Stop spoiling it, Will. Oh, well, it's too late now, homie. Well, you spoiled Spoil the first season. Don't do two and three, too. I'll just do this one, and then I'll leave it at that. Spoiler right. alert. Well, how about you just leave it uh, lingering to make people want to watch it? So... I won't I won't spoil the whole thing, but I'll leave it at this, right? So that is mainly dealing with the one girl, Betty. She's the blonde chick in it. Okay. And she finds out that she has 
she has the serial killer gene. Oh shit! In her, apparently. Okay. Yeah. So, it's her. Some of it is her trying to come come to the realization that okay, she's got that fucking trait in her because uh-huh. she has a brother. Um, she has a brother in the FBI. Okay. Who has that same fucking gene too? And she kind of wants to follow in his footsteps and become FBI. Yeah, but it still coincides. It kind of coincides with like the killer that's going around town killing people. Yeah, and I'll just leave it at that for that. But that sounds a lot like fucking psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, in in, in a way. But um, yeah, R- Riverdale, Riverdale. The first couple of seasons were were really good, and then after that, I don't know what happened, bro. You're like, I stopped watching, dude. There's a lot of yeah. shows like that that came out, and I just couldn't get into them. Like in Spanish, there's this. Uh, I can't even fucking remember n- the name of the show, but it was like this, Sp- like from Spain, where like kids went to a fucking high school there, and they were all doing yeah. drugs and having sex, and someone gets killed, and they're trying to figure out who murdered her. Yeah. Um. Then you got a uh, House of Cards. I could all. I also couldn't get into that. I never could either. Um. There's just a lot of shows. I just. I, I could just never weren't. get into. Could, could you ever get into American Horror Story? No, never. I, I never. Liz and Giovanna, they're like, oh, they're so good. Asylum yeah. and all this other shit. I know they're like based off of. um. They're based off. They're like in real historical moments in. Uh, like they're they're historically relevant, you know, it's historical fiction, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. That's the only cool thing I can take of it. But other than that, it's nothing where I'm yeah. like, oh, I want to watch it or I'm ready for the next season. Yeah, I get that, bro. If anything, what? I'm I'm waiting for the boys season four. Yes, sir. <laughs> I kind of hope they, um, it's my opinion, I kind of hope they close it off of season four. Why? Well... I don't know. I just seem it just seems like there'd be hopefully well maybe not that they would finish it with season four, but season four kind of gives us some of the closure we need. Yeah. As far as dealing with Homelander and his son and all of that, you know. So But I I, uh, I feel like season season four is just the start of, of everything that's gonna happen. You think so? I mean think about it. He's starting to manipulate his son into becoming uh you know into becoming what he wants him to be. So yeah. even if you kill Homelander, you still have uh, Ryan wanting either to get revenge or actually listening to Homelander and everything and becoming that, you know? Yeah, but man, it, man, you know, one thing Um, after that, uh, that conclusion with all that and Soldier Boy, you know? Yeah. It's, I, I'm not going to say that I don't like um, Butcher any less but i just i don't really know what butcher is going for anymore now i feel like Like, right now he's pretty lost it seems like butcher doesn't have a purpose anymore because you know for a while his sole purpose was to fucking find his homelander and find his chick yeah and i mean that all fucking fell through but then he you know they had the solution kill homelander soldier boy yeah and then it's you know I talk about this and it's it's they did our boy or they did our man soldier boy wrong bro <laughs> yeah on that yeah there's just 
Because, I mean, I get it. I mean, Soldier Boy was, like, the first Homelander, basically. But I feel like even Soldier Boy has a, had a fucking better, a better moral compass than Homelander does. Uh-huh. You know? Um, because Soldier Boy was, you know, I told you this before. He was always his true, authentic self. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he kept his word to the very end. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because it was just fucking... Um, it was Huey and Butcher were the ones that were just changing their mind every other fucking second and just, it's like, you know, he goes to Vought headquarters to take care of Homelander, like he said, and then all of a sudden, now it's Soldier Boy against every fucking hero in yeah. there now. Yeah. And I, I just, I just, I don't know, bro, that just, that betrayal like that, that just doesn't sit right with me. I understand that, but also, I feel like it's Butcher not wanting to make the same mistake with, uh... What's his name? Um, Huey that he did with his brother in the sense that he's pushing Huey to the point where he's eventually going to die because of that compound V that they're taking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And it's like, I, you can't blame, you can't blame soldier boy for doing everything he could to not want to go back in that fucking, yeah, that fucking box or whatever they were. Yeah. They were holding that man in. Uh, even though I, it's unfortunate with, you know, they never really explained that radiation thing he was, he had. But I, I'm assuming it was just because they had pumped him, they had pumped him with so much fucking radiation. I feel like, I feel like they were trying to fucking, um, yeah, bitch, your fucking phone now. It's an alarm. Uh, I feel like they tried to kill him with radiation, and his body just adapted. Yeah, yeah, I I would imagine so because yeah. he was just fucking invulnerable to basically everything. Yep. Um. But I kind of man, he only got that one season though. I, I hope we see him again. I hope we do. That's why I'm, on, I, I want cause... more than just another season. <laughs> um, but yeah. like as far as uh, so I mean you know we just got finishing up watching uh Under the Red Hood. Yeah. The Batman movie. Yeah. Um. What like do you a think? June Hustler edition, bush like a Pomeranian. <laughs> what do you think uh, should have been done between uh, in that situation where Jason Todd's basically me or Joker? What should have been done? Yeah. What do you what What do you think is the correct path of that? Uh, I don't know, man. I personally, I don't think there is a correct path for that uh-huh. at all. Um. And this is, uh, I've, I've harped on this before, and this is another one of the reasons why I don't like Batman uh-huh. anymore. Um, because Joker is just one of those dudes. And I think this was just the more overall theme of the whole, th- of that whole movie. It's just that Joker is one of those dudes that should have been put down. Yeah. You know, and Batman's, Batman's own sense of, uh, his own sense of uh, morality keeps him from doing that. You know, it's, it's more so, I think it's selfish of Batman. Yeah. You know, it's him, it's him wanting to keep to his own beliefs and principles as opposed to doing what's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I mean, I'm not going to say wrong that it's wrong about his whole no kill policy, but if you've got someone like Joker running around like that, and we all know Joker is 
Joker is one of those villains. He doesn't really do anything for... He just does. He just creates chaos. Yeah, he just does it because, as Alfred puts it, he's just one of those guys that wants to see the world burn. Yeah. And everyone in it, too. Uh-huh. You know? And just the fact that... And Batman's been called out for this before, too, by, like, Wonder Woman, too. Uh-huh. Before. Um, I forgot what... Um, That's a different movie to talk about later, but he's been called out for it before. And... Like I said, if anything, I don't think the Joker is someone that you should not let be running around. Even if you capture him, put him back in Arkham, the the um, asylum, whatever. Yeah. He just always ends up breaking out again. And just the fact that, I mean, he did kill Jason Todd. Yeah. On that. Like, that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason this started. Uh-huh. And, you know, even Jason, him, Jason Todd himself said... Hey, Bruce, I forgive you for not saving me. Yep. But why the fuck is this guy still alive? Yeah. And I was He's just like, thinking. It would have been the opposite. He's like, I would have hunted him. Yeah. And I I can't help but say I'm, I'm, I was kind of on Jason Todd's side. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I was when, too. When it came to that, you know. So, the, again, that's why, that's why I'm not a fan of Batman anymore or when it comes down to just the moral, the moral slash ethically thing to do, yeah. Batman doesn't do the morally right thing. But uh, so let me ask you this: so, like, you know, essentially, Batman is supposed to be the complete opposite of Superman, right? In what sense? In I feel like every sense, he has no powers. Uh, you know, just those those kind of things, right? But the biggest thing is like. I guess Superman is the closest thing to God in the DC world, mm-hmm. right? But Superman, with all that power, even though he's had all that power, he's actually killed um, some of his villains that he's fought, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So even with all that power, he still has to, re- to result to killing and Batman, someone who's just like a regular guy, mm-hmm. doesn't stoop to that you know well, uh, there there was a a, de- uh, a a debate that i saw about it mm-hmm. uh, i'll probably have to look into it and bring it up later on but it's definitely like batman being the opposite of superman in that sense yeah so see i i hate superman too i, I don't like superman at for all my own reasons but um but what going but what pisses me off more though is batman though yeah when it comes to this discussion because so, Batman, the stuff he does, the way he operates seems counterintuitive in huh. some ways. Because, for one, you know, he became Batman because his parents were killed. Yeah. And you look at every Batman movie, and even more specifically, um, the, the Dark Knight trilogy, uh-huh. where the reason he's doing everything that he's doing is because he loves Gotham. Yeah, because even when you know, whenever the bad guys is about to destroy Gotham, he's like, "Hey, there's still some good people. Like Gotham can be saved." Yeah, blah blah blah. You know, that's kind of like he he believes in the second chances and all that shit. You know, and uh-huh. that's his main argument when push comes to shove. But it's what good is he really doing for Gotham? And I'm not even talking about just the Dark Knight movies. 
I mean, just from the fact that the dude just dresses up like a bat at night and just goes around beating up bad guys. Yeah. Putting them in jail or prison just for, like, even Joker, just to break out again and do the same shit. And then it's like, oh, okay, Batman has to come and put him in timeout again, you know? But <laughs> realistically, though, um, and this was also a good point mentioned in the last Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. When Alfred says Gotham doesn't need Batman anymore, they need Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Now, because uh, he's a billionaire. Yeah. And let's be honest, though. I mean, I mean, you know, if you looked at it in another light, aside from just movie plots and stuff. Yeah. I think billionaire Bruce Wayne could do more for the city than dressing up as a bat and beating up bad guys at night. It's one thing it's one thing that if okay, he does that as Batman, he fucking beats up a villain, kills him, whatever, then you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. But if you're just going through this endless cycle to where you beat them up, they get out, wreak havoc again, kill people. And you got to put them in time out again. Uh-huh. That just doesn't make much sense to me because even, even before his, um, you know, his dad, uh, Thomas Wayne, um, he was like a doctor or some shit. He, he didn't have powers or he didn't dress up as Batman at night or anything either. Yeah. Like he made Gotham better by using his wealth and the resources he had available to him yeah. to change Gotham. You get what I'm saying here? Uh-huh. So I'm basically saying that the person could do more than the hero. Yeah. Just in the sense of finances. But, like, what if, like, he did invest into Gotham, but the corruption made it to the businesses he's establishing? I feel like there should also be a duality where in he's the, the businessman and the hero. To where that he could do both? Yeah. Well, I'm not... So I'm not arguing that he can't do both. Uh-huh. But... It's it's kind of just like from what we've always seen is he focuses more so on the Batman aspect yeah. Yeah, than true. the businessman aspect because he's Playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne to the public. Uh-huh. He's a businessman. He's an opportunist. He's supposed to be an investor, uh-huh. right? And he does a good job at keeping up that facade. But as far as being involved in any of the actual process, he doesn't do it. It's Alfred. It's... um. Fox. It's um, Lucius Fox, huh. uh, but it seems like ultimately when it comes to a project or anything, he has the final say Yeah, in it, you know, but if you look at the last three movies, like all the time during a board meeting to whatever, Bruce is always asleep uh-huh. or he has nothing, he has nothing to do with it, which I don't think he really has any, or he doesn't really have a good perspective of what goes down in his financial world. Yeah. I, I can understand that. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, really what keeps Wayne, what keeps him wealthy and just Wayne Enterprises thriving is just all the, the millions and billions of dollars worth of shares that it has. Yeah. And it's just more, it's just an inherited thing. Yep. So I'm not going to say that he can't be Batman and be Bruce Wayne, you know. But, but you, you don't think he's, like, working more towards the idealism of Batman? Because, like, let's, like, take... uh. The Dark Knight, right? No, yeah, The Dark Knight Rises yeah. for, for, you know, for being. Who did they, uh, Two-Face, what was his name? Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. You remember the Harvey Dent Act? Mm-hmm. Where they basically incarcerated hella fucking, um, 
uh, criminals mm-hmm. uh, under the guise of whatever the under the Dent Act, yeah, yeah. But then they, you know, it's brought to light that actually Dent became Two Face, and then he did a bunch of all this other corrupt shit. Yeah, it lost all its credibility. Yeah, so then now the city is rioting because, like, oh, we were lied to for one, and then they were like, who's to say these people that are incarcerated aren't innocent? You know, uh. And I feel like that's where Batman plays his role, where Batman hasn't killed. Like, it's never been stated, hey, oh, Batman killed so-and-so or murdered so-and-so. So, like, to back him is, like, and it's hard to not debate. Or it's hard to not support him if he's, like, at least trying to be do it the just way. It's like crime. Yeah. Well, and again, he, I think that goes back to he's doing it to more, it's the ethical thing to do. Yeah. For that, but for for dudes like Joker, you know, uh, I'll I I hold firm to this. I I think the Joker is one of those dudes that needs to be put down, yeah, permanently. Uh huh. Even if he doesn't know what he's doing or not, you know. Um, and it's 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 kind of the same thing when some people in courts with whatever atrocious crime they've committed, and they're somehow declared mentally insane. Whether they are or not, yeah, or even if they're just putting on an act where it's saves them the death penalty, but you're gonna be in an, you're gonna be in an asylum, yeah, the rest of your life, you know. So, I'm, I I don't know, man, but it's I don't know. Like I, I feel like the fact that we even having a conversation about Batman and his like uh, moral stance is what makes him such a good character to me, you know. It's the fact that he's not just black and white. Like, there's gray there. Yeah. I feel like that's what makes him a good character because as human beings, we're all not, we're all gray. There's gray area. We're not just black and white. Yeah. You know, and like, I feel like that's why I dislike Superman so much because he's just black and white. Like, oh, I'm super strong. I Something goes wrong. I can spin around the opposite way in the world and make time go back and, you know, just different shit like that. See, what, so... What I don't like about Superman is, and he's always been like this, usually, unless it's just something, Superman's kind of, he's one of those dudes that despite all the power he has, he he tries to play by the rules yeah. that um, politics puts on him. Yeah. Because it's like, man, this really pissed me off even at the end of the uh, the Black Adam movie. Uh-huh. Uh, you know when he confronts Black Adam and he goes up to him and he says, "Uh, he said I I forgot exactly what he said, but he said it's been a while since I got called about something, something from space other than me." Yeah, which is which just hints that like okay, it might be fucking serious. You yeah, know? and it's like he's almost like the government's lapdog. Uh huh. In that, in a sense, because even you look at the. Have you watched the Justice League cartoons? No. Well, in one of the Justice League cartoons, um, the, so the group voted for this as a whole, but Superman was the one that was spearheading it. Um, there was basically the whole dilemma where the government, the U.S. government more so, was telling the Justice League that they had too much power. Yeah. And... And that they should, there should be a way to keep their power in check. And then that the whole thing of they were accused of a crime 
and they were demanding that they turn themselves in. Yeah. And Superman was the first one to say, like, oh, you know, I agree. I agree with this, you know. Let's all just turn ourselves in. And then they're on their way to do it, and they call Batman because Batman's off doing something else. Because technically, yeah. Batman's a part-timer uh-huh. <laughs> on that, and they're saying, hey, um, we're all turning ourselves in. And they're like, meet us here to do it. And Batman's like, no, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but I, you know, okay, here's what pissed me off even more, though, was this is one of the movies where, uh, I forgot what it was, but Batman and Superman are both in it, and they're a lot older. Yeah. And I forgot what the issue was with this, but Superman is confronting Batman at this part. Uh-huh. Batman's just with his dog, just kind of fucking off, or whatever. With his great Dane. Was it a Dane? I'm pretty sure. It, it, okay, Dane, whatever. But Batman's there just minding his own fucking business as Bruce Wayne. And here comes Superman flying in, basically threatening him about over some bullshit or whatever. And he, you know what Batman or Superman says? What? He says, he says, Bruce, he's like, I'm telling you as a friend, you have to stop doing this, whatever it was Bruce was doing. Before someone comes and tells me to put you down. Yeah. I was I was just thinking to myself, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Superman uh, is literally someone else's he's a lap dog at that point. Bro. Like, you know, holding all that power and then, you know, for but what? It's, a, it's just the fact him and Bruce are friends though, too. And you're gonna allow someone else to Tell you how to run your relationship with someone. To make a life and death decision. Yeah. On that, that's why I, I hate Superman, bro. Yeah, I don't like Superman at all. Uh, all right, bitch, I feel like that was a good good podcast, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, uh, so, um, let's, I just want to start something. So as far as um, next week's podcast yeah. or whatever, and just write this shit down so we don't forget. Um, okay. Next week, uh, it's going to be more of a uh, financial, a little bit more financial All right. on this too. Uh, so just be expecting some topics as far as um, margin investing, investing in general, um, saving money, putting it into ass- assets, and shit about how the fucking crash of 1929, the Great Depression, how all this shit still plays a role now. All right. We'll be looking so forward to it. You're going to be telling us about that? All right, and I think I want to start something too, where basically every week I like um, bring up uh, Angel and his counterpart Demon, and just like cool little lore as oh. far as like demonology, angelology. Um, okay. Just you know, creepy little things or like creepy, you know, just other little other little bits where I could you know we could bring it up here and there. Yeah. Um, like I said, we talk about everything and anything on this motherfucker. Feel that. And this was your boy, Kaleman. Your boy, Will, the Rain Man, signing off. And we'll see you guys later. Bye bye.